Comics episode 203. <laughs> There's a strange vibe in here already. Let's get rid of it. it hurt my ears. He does, doesn't he? Well, I want to know why must you hurt me? It's the only time I'll be hurt. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh hell no. Not oh, nice. yeah, no, not today. Actually, I have a question for you guys once, once we're done with the intros and ads and, and roll call. Okay. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, I don't have what I was going to talk about because I needed someone to kind of back me up. So I'll hold on to that for next week. Okay. Well, well we got the music. What is it's, it's May. It's the first weekend in May. Call it, call it up on the web. Because <laughs> you're awesome. Uh, you're funny. You are awesome. David Awesome Price. That's what the A's for. This is what you wish. I'll pay. What, what is it? Parsippany? Parsippany, New Jersey? It's uh, Super Wild Pig Show. I guess this could be a, a, a means of promotion, too, right? So. As I'm yes, just this banter. Super Wild Big Show, home banter. presented by Wild Pig Comics and Comic Geek Speak. There you go. The other podcast. That's right. Are they Cause still? Because there's only still, two. Are they still around? Sure, they yes. are. Actually, I saw Mr. Sean Pryor tweeting about it today because I guess he uh, he stopped by the studio and talked about something on a recent episode, which was finally aired. So yeah, so I mean, they're they're I mean. They're doing what they do, so yeah. you can't. You, some things you just can't stop. Speaking and, um, speaking of doing what they do, I love Sean Pryor. You know why? Because he likes everybody. He doesn't he does. play, doesn't play favorites. People. He is really good people. Um, and he likes Jason, which uh, you know you got to come a little slack. But yeah. 
he he seems just like a, it's a little suspect. <laughs> you know what I love about Sean? Very though? suspect. He's he's he, he's he loves everybody, and he is positive, especially about the medium. But what I love about Sean is that before things get sticky, yeah. or he he. he it, it's going down an avenue he doesn't want it. He's like, I'm out. I got work to do, guys. I'll see you all online later. And it's like, you know what? I, I, there are times where I wish I could rise to that level. He's, he's <laughs> almost like comics uh, SWAT team. He comes in, he diffuses the bomb, and he leaves. He leaves. That's it's, right, SWAT. I love it. Sean fired to SWAT. Bam. Yes. Hey, everybody. It's 11 hey. o'clock comics. I'm echoing already, and I'm also Vince B. Yes, you are, and I'm Christopher Neisman. You are, and I am David Price. Crickets. Yes, it's true. Jason's not here with us this week. He's on assignment in the hinterlands. I like it. It's not the true. Hinterlands? It's not true, but I always wanted to say hinterlands. And when do you get the opportunity to do so? Not very often, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if you're in the hinter hinterlands, yodel to our boy Jason Wood. Hello. Yeah, so we're three like minutes. Anal Weiss. Yeah. <laughs> anal what? Edelweiss. Edelweiss. Said anal Weiss. I thought something. you said anal. Oh my god, god. you would. Yeah, and this tightly tuned sphincter is brought uh, to you I, by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge, massive discounts. Check this out. The order form recently went up. You can get the 300 plus page Creepy Presents Richard Corbin hardcover. Oh, that it's sounds neat. 50% off. You can. 50. Yes, get your gnarled taloned hands on it for a measly $14.99. And I said this on the forum, there will be beatings if you don't order this book. Because it, it is one of comics' greatest craftsmen. It's bigger than, like I said, bigger than 300 pages. It's a hardcover, and you're only paying $15 for it. Come on. How could you say no? The first Batgirl volume by Gail Simone, Ardian Siaf, is it? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, it's fifty percent off as well. Cover price is twenty two ninety nine. It will cost you eleven dollars and ninety nine cents. Much better, right? Jeremy Bastain's Cursed Pirate Girl is coming out from wow. Arkea. That's forty five percent off. It'll cost you ten dollars and ninety seven cents. And damn it the hell, it has a new epilogue. Hate when they do that, but you can reap the, the, the benefit from this hardcover. And last but very much not least master craftsman eddie campbell on top shelf proudly present lovely horrible stuff it's a hardcover 45 percent off at dcbs it's only going to cost you eight dollars and 22 cents for an eddie campbell hardcover are, are we in discount land we must be discount comic book service dcbservice.com check them out if you're a first-time customer you even get more off by entering the following code in the lovely manicured slot, David. E O C eight. Wow, E O C eight in your face, three D. So do it. DCBService.com. Check them out. And while you're there, buy some because you're only going to benefit from it. Seriously. And and if if you dislike waiting for your books to come in the mail, and you're going to be in Piscataway, New Jersey, on May fifth or sixth, then uh, you can. Probably score some pretty good deals at the Wild Pig Comics. Wild Pig, the Super Wild Pig Show, May 5th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. May 6th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Embassy Suites in Piscataway, New Jersey. You are smooth. 
I try. Did I ever tell you my wild pig story? I, I'll say no. The last time we were at Wild Pig, it was when Jason uh, and I went. Yes. Uh, what uh, the owner did was he hid very expensive books in the <laughs> in the fifty cent boxes. Well, I think all the all the comics were fifty cents, right? Fifty cents a dollar, whatever whatever the cost was, they were really cheap. And he seeded these boxes with expensive books, and and you can you would get them for the price of the books in this in the box in which it was enclosed right mm-hmm. so i'm going through the boxes and i'm like i'm looking for an amazing spider-man 300 because like a dumbass, i sold mine a while back you've been looking for that one and i've been looking for it so the guy next to me goes oh my god he pulls out from the back issue bin a copy of amazing spider-man 300 damn as david would say i almost plotzed and, why and, is it, why is that one important oh <laughs> he asked rhetorically for those yes no i know i know that may not know this is perfect i love this keep keep this going because it kind of ties into other things well why on. don't you tell him you tell him because it's the first big appearance, appearance of, venom. of venom in the first yes. throwdown of of the uh the symbiote and and the spider-man and it's it's, it's it, the equivalent of incredible hulk 181 where you had 180 Last panel, his first appearance of Wolverine with 299. You had Venom, but the first full length, I'll say, appearance of the character. It's yeah. a it's a it's a big McFarlane issue, right? It is, and, yeah, and, it's, it's a nice issue. And as Jason would say, it's baffling because they printed the shit out of that book. Why yeah. that's like you know, a two hundred fifty three hundred dollar book is beyond him and me yeah. too. It's uh, I picked up, um, I got I got on the cheap actually. Oh, is he hitting the mute again? Come back, Chris. What'd you get on the cheap? The suspense is killing me. Oh, well. Um, uh, th- so, anyway, the um, like I said, Super Wild Pig Show, first weekend in May. Um, they uh, they will have 60,000 back issues at 50 cents each, over 2,000 trades at 50% off, approximately 40 artists sketching and selling original works throughout the weekend free raffles on at 1 p.m and 4 p.m on saturday and 1 p.m on sunday you don't want to miss these bonus raffle at 3 30 on sunday guest list will be announced you can find the site at wildpigcomics.com and get all the information you need there and pre-order your tickets because like jason was saying last week um pre-ordering Offer some incentives. Uh, weekend passes will be available only via pre-order for ten dollars. Uh, incentives are extra raffle tickets for the three free raffles. Uh, you will be permitted to check in starting nine a.m. on Saturday. Queue up in a separate line, and when the doors open, you go right in. First dibs on free comic book day books because that is free comic book day weekend. Uh, Archaea, name Ar- Ar- sorry. We'll have that, that hardcover. Has right? a hardcover, yeah, and That's I heard insane. Isn't the print run on that the the largest print run for any free comic book day book ever? I do not know that. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, name entered into yet another raffle to be drawn on Comic Geek Speak at the end of April. Uh, prizes include sketches by Bill Ellis, uh, Danielle Corsetto of uh, Girls with Slingshots, uh, Erica Hesse, uh, Andrew Charapar, who's, mm. I mean, I he's 
kind of synonymous with CGS when it comes, I mean, just in my mind. Uh, yeah. And a page of original comic art by Mr. J.K. Woodward, artist of Star Trek The Next Generation and Doctor Who, published by IDW in yes. upcoming months. And do not listen to what Daryl says about J.K. Woodward, because Daryl's just jealous. And he's still, yeah, I mean, J.K.'s still a pretty good guy, even though he hangs out with Daryl. I know. Well, he must feel bad for him. That's all I could think of. <laughs> I, I have much news. Much? Much news. Number one, and I guess you can file this under us tooting our own chrome-plated megaphone of destiny, but with last week's episode, we've leaped past the million download mark. Stop playing. Yes, that's pretty impressive. And if Chris and Jason were here, I would congratulate them as well as you. <laughs> uh, but thank you very much for the listeners for making it happen. We We am humbled. Really? Yeah. This, 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 this stupid thing that we threw together somehow managed to click with people and you, y'all downloaded it more than a million times, which is just, it's, it's it, insane. It's insane, really. But yeah, thank you. Number two, uh, Mr. Matt Burden, you know, Mr. Ah, yes. Templar alerted me to, um, a, uh, an artist's work. Uh, the man's name is Dave Stokes, and uh, Matt met this artist at the London Super Comic Con. I'm glad everybody's catching up because I've been following this gentleman on the uh, the iPhone app Instagram because he'll take pictures, he'll take snapshots of his work, works in progress, finished work, and it's he's good. Dude, he is beyond good. And then I when know. Matt's like, "Oh, look what I bought! I bought a sketchbook," I'm like, "Dude, really?" <laughs> I mean, I believe even Pat Loika has a sketch. I don't have a sketchbook. I've just been admiring. Well, it. that that's <laughs> not that's not fueling your case to say Pat, Pat Loika has a sketch because Pat that's, has sketches from most you know everybody. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But uh, Matt sent me images of Swamp Thing, yeah. which, which is exquisite. Batman, Abe Sapien, and you can see more of uh, Dave's work at www. That's the internet thing they do these Woo! days. www.stokesbook, that's S-T-O-K-E-S, book, one word, dot blogspot.com. And this yeah. guy's incredible. His, his brushwork is, is really, it's, it's delicious. And Chris is trying to get back on. So I will get him back on right now. We'll get this thing moving. We're doomed tonight. Hang on, buddy. And it's not letting me connect with you. It's not letting me connect with Chris. Oh, well, real quick, speaking of May 5th and speaking of Matt Burden, uh, Matt's wrestling company, Future Pro Wrestling, will celebrate its one-year anniversary with a show at Wallington Public Hall. For this show, they've teamed with a charity called uh, Cancer Research, and they'll be donating the proceeds from the raffle on the night straight to the charity. Uh, raffle prizes will come from amazing folks at a Place in Space comic book store in Croydon, and this prize package looks to looks set to be our biggest yet. Um, and they will also there will also be artwork being raffled off. Matt will uh, set up a, um, a a PayPal account once there are enough pieces uh, in place. We'll have links in the uh, in the show notes. There is a forum thread called Artwork Donations Needed for Cancer Research Raffle, and Matt has been tweeting it as well. So um, this is something that will be going on for the next couple of weeks, but keep that in mind as well. Yeah, and I have one more thing before we move on. Canadian illustrator Derek Langill, and I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but I'm going to run with it. 
Probably L-A- has an A at the end of it? No, L-A-N-G-I-L-L-E. I would say that's Langill, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, he sent me an image, and it's very cool. Uh, he created a button, or the design for a button, and the... Uh, the slogan is Keep Mine Kirby. It's a very cool button. And it has, as you would expect, uh, heads of Captain America, the Hulk, the Thing, Mr. Fantastic, Machine Man's in there, good old X-51, Thor, Black Panther and Bolt, uh, Submariner, Nick Fury, and the, the circle. Well, it's, a, it's like a concentric circle of heads within the button. It's very cool. I will put this up on the show notes for anybody who wants to see it and if you're uh uh the entrepreneurial spirit and you feel like actually making buttons he also sent me a high-res version but he has the line art for this and he says uh, i whipped this up today and thought who do i know that digs kirby as much as i do that i could share this with the answer was nobody so i'm sharing it with someone i don't know or at least uh. someone who doesn't know me he's he's a fan of the show since episode one hasn't joined the forums but he's a Kirby fanatic, and uh, he thanks Jason for talking up the Intrepids because Scott Kowalczyk is here in his city, Calgary, Alberta, along with Simon Roy, Fiona Staples, and Riley Rossmo. Oh, Yeah, and Alex Link, the co-creator of Riley's new project, Rebel Blood. So he's representing Calgary, Alberta. His name is uh, Derek Langill, and you can find him at... DerekLangill.com. That's D-E-R-E-K, no C. D-E-R-E-K-L-A-N-G-I-L-L-E.com. Come to our forum, see his art, go to his website. He's really good. Nice, beautiful, clean, clear line. Very nice stuff. I I liked his stuff a lot. And I'm thanking him more for sending me the link to his blog or his website than the button, which I love the button, so I love his art just as much. It's really good, so check that out. Let's see if we can get Chris. This is just like the episode from hell, isn't it? All right, everybody's back. Chris is back. David's back. We got a fresh Skype connection. And what do we got to do? I want to talk about about Venom. Oh, well, then go ahead. What did I miss? No, not much. No. David's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's being facetious, wasn't he? What's what? Yes, always. Uh, let's do the drink roll call and get on with this Goody. business. Uh, Vince, once you once you lead us off. Sparkling clear HTO water. Sweet, nice. Really? From it, from a tap or a bottle? No. Perrier? Why do we even? Why Santa do we even do this fucking segment? Because David. I'll... Because you marvel at my willpower to lose weight. I don't know. You, yeah, you're drinking vodka. Uh, David, what are you need, drinking? Don't need the sugar. Redwood Creek Cabernet Sauvignon. That's a wine. Okay. Yes, it is. Without the H. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this week I, like Vince, am trying to be a little healthier. So I'm uh, I'm giving the beer a break for, uh, well, not for a couple weeks because I'm going to spring training tomorrow. And I'm sure I'll have plenty of uh, plenty of white American lagers over the next uh, eh. couple of days. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking uh, just a little uh, Smirnoff and uh, Lacroix lime um, uh, carbonated water. Cool. So there you go. So a pretty weak drink roll call this week. Uh, when, once summer kicks in, we'll we'll get this we'll get this stuff going. Doesn't it suck that beer, which is so tasty, or mead mm-hmm. as we call it in Valhalla? Isn't it? Doesn't it suck that it's so fattening? It should be like. Maybe 15 calories it's a bottle. a lot different. But, uh, you know, you can actually, um, I will take you out whenever you come to uh, Chicago. I'll take you out? 
I will ta- I, I will take you to uh, a place on the north side, and we will have some mead. Oh, good! I'll gladly drink mead. Would you Would you like to go try? Have you had mead before? Yes, but I want it. It's like Pennsylvania mead, so I don't know maybe if that's a a bastardization of mead, but I want Chicago mead. I did your hot dogs, well, and I love them. The hot dogs are fun. The hot dogs are the hot dogs are a good time for the whole family. So yes, I'm looking forward to eating and drinking and hooping and hollering and having a good time with you guys. Right. Yes. So shall we talk about comics? Who wants to go first? I I, I gotta ask you guys a question. Ooh. Because this Yes, Mr. Horshack. This this actually Vince you, you kinda ooh, know ooh, what, ooh. Oh, Mr. Cotter, you, you kinda know where we touched on this briefly last night on Twitter. We did? We did. You and I and Will Pfeiffer and Zach Cruse. Ooh. Uh, and I, this, I this think came we were to... talking about boobs, weren't we? I no, wish. we were talking about storage Shh, wars. Don't say it. Don't, don't say it. We were talking about what? Storage wars. No, we were not. Okay. We were, that was today. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I was, sorry. I was talking about Brandy's boobs today. Oh, sorry. Hot. Yes, um, this came to my attention earlier this week when uh when when mr steve raker uh on his segment for marvel noise this week with with kevin whirlwind decks um steve made it known that because of when he left comics for a time which was right around when secret wars 2 started he has never read daredevil born again oh right i really? remember this yes so he said that and then christopher stark chicago's on christopher stark on the forum he mentioned that he has it which baffles me because iron man has a cameo but it's, <laughs> it's there you go it's, it's a plus <laughs> well i mean it's it's hey it's it's christopher's boy um but, so i i mentioned on on twitter and on facebook i says i'm i'm finding out that, oh 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 dan Leaf Insect Man also has not read it, but he says he owns it. He owns a copy, but he's never read it. And and so I I I made just slightly mention that it's mind boggling the number or baffling or baffling, it is baffling the the I could have used that because 140 characters on Twitter would have been better off if it were baffling. But it long time I'm not talking about somebody who might have just gotten into comics with with identity crisis, but I mean long time comic book readers who were reading comics in the 80s. I find it mind-boggling at the number of fans who have never read Daredevil Born Again. And it's one of those things where it's because it's a Marvel or DC story, I find it hard. It's just I can't wrap my head around it. Now, it's a keystone story. But it's the a, thing is, it's, you, you know it's crucial to reading Daredevil. If you you need to read Born Again. It, it's probably my favorite my favorite contained story because it, there's a, it it's a beginning middle and you, know, you yes. can look, you can look at, at, at it was well, supposed can, to be an end it was supposed to be that last page with matt and karen that was supposed to be the last well, page last issue of daredevil frank miller well, wrote yeah he, but, I'm, but, but you're right we, go we on. know we know that never happens yes, yes. Uh, so i i think it is an end and you know it is uh you, know, you look at, at frank miller's entire uh, Daredevil work, which is, you know, it, it's. I mean, it's definitely in the Hall of Fame. It's oh, it's, it's on special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 on the it's on the 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 pedestal of comics. It's like this this group of comics changed, you know, modern mainstream comics. And I think that that Born Again, if you were to, uh, you know, hand any 
you know any of those comics to someone it's like yeah the, these are the comics to, to read it's not it's not miller's artwork but it's no but it's still it's not and, necessarily a bad thing uh, i mean it, it's it's it is in this case no it is one of case, yeah. It's it's the reason why I mean Daredevil Born Again is the reason why I am actually considering parting with the money needed to acquire an artist edition book from IDW because I don't have any of the others. I haven't considered getting any of the others, but the Born Again edition I will get. Now, who in, really go ahead. No, I would just I would say and and this is in my usual pretentious way that it is one of the very few works from Marvel that break the shackles of that that mainstream constraints that they put that is by nature of the beast applied to all the work born again is should be a, an evergreen marvel title because it, say, it, yes. it's in the it's in the same league with dark Knight returns and watchmen yes. yep. and and killing joke and and for some reason whether it's due to marvel not really shoving it down people's throats like they should because it's it's one of the best things ever to come out of that company and it's it's a cut above mainstream comics it doesn't read like a mainstream comic mm -hmm. it, it it certainly doesn't look like one i mean you could say born again is a, as mainstream as batman year one and it, <laughs> i i like you know i like it better than batman year one and that's that uh, batman year one is very very oh, high yeah, it's on my list of com i mean it's batman year one is one of my favorite all-time comics but I, uh born again is now i i, I enjoy it it. De it deals with subject matter like you know the 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 uh osborne drug issues it, it's it's just it's almost totally oh, yeah, there's, removed there's from the mainstream sensibility i mean it's got it's got everything the, the, the religion the religious yes. aspect of it is very heady sure and it's just i mean it's so easy on the eyes it's just it's oh, God, clean yeah. it's gorgeous but the thing now as i'm as i'm going through some of the because rick hansen you can you, Hit him upside the head when you see him, Chris. Rick Hansen <laughs> hasn't read this, but the person who really? absolutely yes, yes, and and because even Pat Lick was like, "Wait, Rick, for real?" But the person who absolutely floored me when he admitted he hasn't read it, Josh Flanagan from My Fanboy. Really? You know why they haven't really? read it? Why? Because they're all afraid of getting the AIDS from Karen <laughs> Page. <laughs> see, but the thing is this, right? What and 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 then and then Sal came in on Twitter and, and he was like he was like, Really, Josh? I mean that now you're on my list. But Josh did admit to well not I don't want to say he admit Brian and I Sal and I. Sal's read a couple of issues of Cerebus. I haven't. And I can't say that that's, that's a character. I don't him. no I and but see the thing is this though. I know it's it's on the list. It's on the list of things I want to read, but there are just other things going on. And I wasn't reading it when it was coming out because I was reading other 80s indie books for me. You're reading Matt Wagner stuff. But come on, but, David, there's a hell of a lot of difference between reading Born Again and 300 issues of a scene. You know, right, when, right. I'm just going to sit mean, down and read these 300 issues. And, you know, yeah, give me, give me some phone books. But I just, but, so my question is, something that we've, we've all been reading comics, some of us longer than others, but, but we've, the three of us have been reading comics since the 70s and, and 80s. Mm -hmm. So, is there something from? I don't really want to limit it to the big two, but considering you know, Born Again is and Watchmen is and 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 Year One is, is there something that is pretty big that you guys haven't read? Mm. Sure. What? Yeah. 
I've never read Mouse. Oh, damn you. <laughs> you. You shall be flagellated. You need to read that. Oh, of course. I, I own it. I've just never sat down to read it. Wow. I got one. And and I have the book in my possession. It was sent to me by our good friend Papercut. Mine's more blasphemous than yours. Oh, it is. It it's, definitely it's, is. Mine is a mine's a minor a minor footnote. Your yours is is one of the the linchpins. I have never read. Well, I this is kind of a lie. I read the first maybe ten pages and it bored me to friggin' tears. Oh shit! I have never read Camelot three thousand. Oh yeah. Oh, I, um, you know well, that, that that's yeah. a, that's a rough one. It's um that is something that when it was coming out it was so much the awesome sauce, it, but it's it's a little bit you have to trudge through it now a little bit more. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's not it's because of the artwork. It is yeah. very pretty, yeah. But it's just, oh yeah, ooh. it is so of a time. I mean, it's it's Arthurian legend with aliens and futuristic. Set, I mean, it is it is so eighties. It's if it if it was break dancing, it wouldn't be any more eighties. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what else I bought, but I pretended to read because everybody was digging it back in the day, uh, and, and I just bought it. Um, Claremont's Black Dragon. Hmm. Never yeah, read it. I, I never read that. I, 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 dude, I, I read and I read I read Claremont's First Flight. Oh, I have that too. It's bad. Oh, God, it is. It bad. is freaking bad. It's whipping boy. Well, how, how much of the first flight did they actually do? I there were a couple three. of three. I think there three, were, right? Uh, at least two, because I think I tried. Oh, the second. No, I've seen. Uh, I've seen unpublished art of the. Uh, first they they flight made that because I was. I was. I'm only talking about the novels. I've seen unpublished art for you it. Sure they, they, they didn't turn it into Sovereign Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Sovereign Seven. Hey, come on! That was that was that was the Wayne Turner artwork. Right? I know it, it was pretty. Yeah, yeah, it was. Pretty. That's what I see about everything. I I just don't yeah, like just, the story it's, doesn't click. It's really pretty. It's pretty. Um, no, I <laughs> guess I, I guess I would I would have to say Camelot three thousand because I mean anything else that I felt that that was big at least to me. I mean I. I read as it was coming out, Judas Contract, or I mean, yeah. there were just things that I, but I was I was big into the big two, and and, and like Chris mentioned, you know, that if Matt Wagner was doing something, I was over there. So I mean, I I enjoyed things for anybody who was pretty much in Amazing Heroes. I tried to I tried to. Read. Oh yeah, I could understand if it was a minor note, like say May May's Agency. Or amazing you, man, or just uh, but, yeah, amazing man, or maybe ma yeah, mage, or uh, maybe Randall Gumby, right? Or Adam Art Adams Gumby, but uh, you know, a yeah. major chord like Born Again, wow, that's oh, yes. you, you know uh, what for shame. And every time, every time I've talked about Born Again on a podcast, it's one of the things I always want to bring up is. It is so. It's so important to, um, in my opinion, whenever you read it, it, it's really important to spend time between the chapter breaks. It, I mean, that is a comic that was. Was it six issues? Seven. It was seven. Okay, that was that was a comic that was supposed to take place over seven months. Mm -hmm. It was. I mean, the the time in that in that series was very important because you had to, you had to see Matt B 
be ground down yeah. to to such. I mean, the, the, I mean, it, it was one of the one of the first times that you know the 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 grinding down of that character was so important. I mean, Miller had done it, you know, earlier to, you know, with the death of Electra and, and that kind of stuff. But born again, that's the first time that you ever saw, uh, to my knowledge that you ever saw Matt Murdock be completely ground down to yeah. nothing. And then born again, that's the right. whole that's yeah, the whole point. Nothing yeah. left to lose. Yeah. But, it, think, but, it, but it takes a certain amount of time. And whenever you read that in in one sitting or as a graphic novel or you know trade, whatever, I think that you lose the sense of time and that sense of despair. And it just, more than any other comic that I've read, it's like, you know what? This probably would have had a lot more weight to read in single issues over a seven month period of time because you would have that entire month to wait in between. And it's like that weight was built in for, for Matt as well as things became darker and bleaker and he lost more. And it, I, I, you know, and for that, I think it's a great, if you're going to have it in trade, read an issue a day. Don't sit down and read the whole thing at once. Right. Have, you know have, what? Have some time in between. Honestly, I love Frank Miller's Daredevil work, but if if you took the entirety of everything he did with Daredevil, put it in a pot and boiled away the fat, I mean, the Punisher stuff was great, the Electra sure. stuff was really good. All you would be left with, that little crystalline center of of the 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 meat the stuff that really matters is born again you really don't have to read anything he did with oh. daredevil other than born no i'm saying they're good yeah i'm i'm no i'm i'm pulling them down now i've got the, i've got the omnibus there's it, it really seems that there was oh and i'm going to count them up here probably about what well he had two two swings at it so yeah um he I, had about it. He had about a fifteen issue, which would have been about you know year year and a half like run around what like like one what was it, like one fifty eight or one sixty one fifty one fifty eight. But I mean that was he came on as the artist on he that. He was the artist, but then he became the writer mostly because Klaus Janson did most of the art in the later issues. But he yeah. left. He left. He left after the. He left in the one eighties, right? Or was it the yeah? 190s? It was. It was really. I want to say about issue 165 or so that's where you've got electra and that starts the entire electra bullseye kingpin okay. run and then you take that you know all the way to obviously 181 182 and that's the, I, that that sweet spot of like 165 to 182 is some of the best comics of all time agreed but it's it's not born again it's not born again See, it doesn't come the thing close is with to me again. is i i i've 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 lost some of those issues i've picked them back up again and they i don't get the sense in in those in in the 170s to 180s i don't get a sense of a a um an overarching story. I get, I get a lot of like one shots, whether it's at the play, whether it's with the, the, the young kid who finds the gun and, and wants to, you know, take out the bully or, 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 or Matt's playing Russian roulette with bullseye. And there, there are a lot of story. I mean, Did it all, it's, it, I mean, or, or the thing with Punisher. I mean, they're just, they're just issues there where I find that they're, 
they're good standalone stories. I mean, they explain Matt Murdock, they explain Daredevil, but I never really got the sense reading them as they were coming out. And 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 early on, they were also bi monthly, but. I never really got the sense that, that that he was telling some grand story like like Wolfman was doing with Teen Titans or anything like that. Right, right. But but with Born Again, that 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 there was a purpose for that, and like Chris said, is a beginning, middle, and end. With it that. just eclipses everything. Yes, that came before because I I think it's the essence of the character. He tapped into who Matt Murdock was. I mean, he he knocked him down and built him back up. Mm-hmm. And and oh, there goes Chris again. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, but. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's the ending and, and the, the, the religious aspect of it, but the thing that I remember most from it, and I think it's one of the, it's, it was probably just a, a neat little idea he had. Yeah, I'll throw this in, but nuke with the, with the, give me a red, give me a red, and give I me a blue. I, yeah. It's, it's the thing you walk away from that. One of yep. the things you walk yep. away from that series with it, that, that was like this, this obsessed, uh, you know, he's trying to call me. No, he's not. Probably not. It's probably just Skype doing it. Let me see if I can get him back easily. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Right. Yeah. Let me get this. Oh, it's not letting me add you again. This is Jesus. a, this is a disaster. I'll quit Skype. Hold on. Okay. Let me talk to David. All right, he's going to quit Skype, and then we'll try and get him back. Ooh. It's a great night. I know. I mean, I, I would have loved if we had ne- – I would have been happy. I don't say I would have loved. I would have been very happy if we never saw Nuke again after. You're right. We, there's no need to, really. There, there really isn't. You don't have to tie him into anything else in the Marvel Universe. I don't care what his connection is to Wolverine Origins. It's it's fine the way it is, the way it's laid out. What I love I, – I, I was – on Twitter last night when we were talking about it with Will, I mean, or, or Zach, there are just scenes where, where Matt's had, he had to break out of the car. He's in the water yeah. and he's got to swim back to the surface and he's got his winter coat. I mean, there are just things that I just visually, I just, I, I, the word, the only real words I have aside from give me a red, give me a blue or, or Karen looking for that fix at the beginning of the story are the, uh, the few word, sentences one sentence each describing like each avenger in that closing chapter when you know you have the god bring down the rain and yeah and and, that's the thing though one of the things he used captain america as a seasoning in that in that last part and you had the the whole part where nuke is like in awe yep and and Captain America is not even part of the story. He, no. I mean, he is part of the story, but he's more like like just an addition to sweeten the pot to get that that wonderful moment where you have this, like I said, this crazed, obsessed, uber patriotic killing machine, and he sees Captain America, and he just stops. He's 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 bamboozled by by the walking embodiment of everything he yep. stands for, and he's like, and Cap just like. It's it's a masterful little sequence in a Daredevil comic. That's icing on the cake, right? It is, yeah, because I mean, it's it's because Daredevil. Even then, Daredevil was a Spider-Man. He wasn't Thor. He wasn't Captain America. He was a I, I I'd say a B-list character. And and you had Frank Miller coming back. And it's not. I mean, this isn't when when this was released in the eighties. Th- there was no internet. There was no. Marvel.com to, to herald back the return of Frank Miller to Daredevil. This was just this was something where 
following like Denny O'Neill issues and Steve Ditko drawn issues and Lee Weeks. I mean, there were just no, not Lee Weeks, but but you had like like Jeff, um, uh, William Johnson because he did the issue uh, the four issues leading up to issue two hundred. But you had issues, and and you had Mazzucchelli mm-hmm. doing some issues. But this was this was you know. This is Frank Miller's return to Daredevil, and, and it wasn't anything to really herald. You didn't know it was really coming unless you no, may have read. I mean, yeah. maybe Marvel Age, but unless you read right. like you know, Amazing Heroes and maybe Comics Journal. I do think it, it made the cover of Marvel Age, now that I, I remember. This is, but again, but I mean, that's, that, that's Marvel propaganda. I mean, that, that's right. Marvel's own in-house exactly. magazine telling yeah. you, hey, this is what's coming up. And, and so, you know, it was just... I was already getting Daredevil because I was, I enjoyed Daredevil, the character. And I, you know, and it's because of Frank Miller. And I remember, you know, and it's the, those issues leading up to 200 when, when Bullseye was shipped to Japan to get the adamantium laced on, onto a skeleton and uh, to come back from the broken back. And we were introduced to the woman who would become Lady Deathstrike. And, and that was the other thing. It's like, here's this woman whose father was a failed kamikaze pilot. And, she was just basically a character. I don't. I. I. I don't know if. Um, I don't know if Denny O'Neill wrote this story, but it. It's just. It's this one character. This one woman who helped Matt get to Japan, and she ends up becoming Lady Deathstrike. And I mean, and things like that are what really made. Marvel Universe for me back then, and yeah, and it's just and, a lot of seeds. It did. I mean, yeah, just yeah. little things, little. But I mean, you know, as far me, as born, let it, me get him, because he's he's sending me messages. He's I know. Hang on, let's hope this works. Cross your fingers. <laughs> yeah, you were no, on a, I, I you're on just, a roll. I, I was, well, yeah, but it was it's um. I mean, it's, as as far as born again go, it's just I can understand somebody who's new to to comics within the past you know four or five even ten years not reading it because i was just you know something it, it's something that's on everybody's list oh i'm new to comics what should i read well here's a list and watchmen and year one and and you know certain things are on it that always is but it's it's um you know i can understand someone relatively new not having read it but someone who was sure. actually who's who's actually you know Buying comics week in week out in the eighties to to not have read and and um and I believe and 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 to Josh's point he he was not a um I think because Daredevil he yes yeah. not, not so much a Daredevil fan maybe not a Frank Miller fan at the time or, or he had read the earlier Frank Miller stuff and 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 um I think Zach said it on Twitter last night that he he had a friend back then who thought that the art was horrible in Born Again and I was just like dude. Really? He said, "Yeah." He says, "Well, he says, I, I read a review of Ecstatics, and they <laughs> railed on Allred for being some like you know terrible '60s ripoff art." I'm just like, today. I know. I was just like, I wanna, I wanna find whoever that was and shoot them. Yeah, big time. So, yeah, so, so I mean, that's my question, to you guys, which we answer. So, I mean, we'll we'll ask the forum, you know, if there's anything that they that they've overlooked, and you can even call in. The line at at two zero six three one two five two three nine. If you have one, yeah, no voicemails this week though. Okay, yeah, because I don't have any. You got to got to give me some. Well, you didn't play any for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> You're a jerk. That's true. I'm just what? saying. 
you know, truth. You know what? We were talking about, David just mentioned art styles. I just pulled this book out. I don't know why, but I did. And uh, uh, flipping through the pages, looking at the art, and I'm thinking, damn, this is far better than a lot of stuff we get today. And it's one of those books that a lot of people make fun of. And uh, the conclusion I made was, the art in Exterminators, remember the series that tied into X-Men Inferno? Yes. We, we, oh, wait. John what? Bogdanov. It, it, yes. It, it tied into X-Men Inferno. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about the good Vertigo series. No, 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 no. no, no. X-Terminators. X yeah. The, John Bogdanov's art in this is like, if, if we got a book like this today, I would be all over it. That just looks like this, and it's it's borderline cartoony, but it's Bogdanov, you know, so the proportions are a little uh, exaggerated. But he draws like a son of a bitch, and it was inked by I think Milgram inked it, didn't he? I'm pretty sure Al Milgram inked it. If he did, it, it's basically Bogdanov all all on his own, right? But I mean, it's gorgeous, and it's again one of those books that you find in almost every quarter bin, you know, that and Fallen Angels. That's that's, but see, that's the thing, though. Fallen Angels, I was, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it, because I, I kind of was going to make a snide remark about it. I remember it starting off with, with Terry Gamble artwork. Yes, I don't know it's if, nice. if, if, if Gamble finished it. But um, I just, I don't remember, I remember things leading up to Fallen Angels, <coughs> but I don't, I don't know what the real point of Fallen Angels was. I remember seeing Sunspot in the promo art and on the first issue cover standing over with Cannonball and and because he just decked them or something. But I don't I don't know what the purpose of Fallen Angels was. Well you'll just have to read it. You can probably I think it was like five issues, four I, issues. I think it was seven or eight. Seven well you can get the whole thing for probably under two bucks. I mean it's I think you're right. It's so cheap. But there it's one of those great books that they're 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 unheralded. It's just like the the detritus of that era, Marvel, and and I was looking at them, comparing them to today, and it's like not, I, you know, it's not a slight against everybody working today because there, there's a huge amount of mainstream artists that I think are really sharp, but if a lot of them drew like Bogdanov and and those guys from back then, yeah. mm, well, I'd what be, about I'd be a happy camper? What about old school Silvestri with, with X Men versus Avengers? Oh, I love it. Yeah, or, and 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 Bogdanov also. Well, actually, Keith Pollard finished the issue, the, the series, the four issues. But um, uh, Bogdanov did the uh, did Fantastic Four versus X Men. It's the truth. And then, and then you also had Mephisto versus the Four Heroes. Oh, I love those issues. Those were awesome. so, oh, I so love those. They, they had Marvel had some really cool. Limited series, and that, and that's what was great is that, that they were actual like mini series. They didn't have to, you didn't have to read, you know, the Avengers to read this mini series, and and you know they didn't necessarily tie into each other or, or, or leave things. They were just nice, self-contained. But it was just that they were a fun distraction if you were, I guess, tired of of reading the Avengers or the Defenders monthly and, and wanted something different. But um, no, I, I back then I Marvel. Late '80s, I I think was was it was just fascinating stuff at the time. Yeah, pity about the color though. Coloring is on a lot of is not so hot. Mm -hmm. But that was the uh, I guess it was the best they could do at the time. So. Yeah, yeah. Marvel, yeah. I mean, late '80s. It, it's it, it's kind of a sweet spot, I think, for for David and I in particular, and and probably would to a lesser extent, but. 
it's you know I think I think Vince probably you know a little bit before that time, yeah. but I mean that that's when we were you know what you know fourteen, fifteen, sixteen years old. So you know they seem to be growing up a little bit in their content, and yeah, yeah you get into that Alan Davis and Art Adams stuff. I think I went all you know. Blah, on the, oh, uh, the Excalibur! Oh, uh, yeah, come the, on, the, the, the Bogdanos Boom Boom, and, yeah, and the, oh, that was great, yeah. And Gossamer, oh, yeah, great stuff. Gossamer's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be talking about a little spider pixie girl, whatever. You know is. what? Um, speaking of teenage heroes, I noticed today that you know, since Valiant is continuing, you know, throughout the summer of 2012, we we did see a Bloodshot cover, but also. Um, Harbinger, oh, and yeah. I saw, I saw, Josh, Josh, uh, I, start. I, I saw the, um, you know, the, the, the car that I, I, if the cord would reach, I'd go over to the bookshelf and and grab the the collection. But I have that too. With, can, um, with the zero issue. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that that same car with with the license plate. What the hell did it say? Eighteen again or something? Oh, but I'll it grab was, it. I got it right here. Go ahead, you talk. But it was. It's. I just. I'm. I I'm I just see the one character. It's not like the whole team in the car flying through the air. Um, it's just uh, the the, uh, the Polish kid whose name I can't. What the hell was his last name? But I mean the kid. I who, don't know who who uh, the kid who Harada was after throughout the entire series initially before they. It's been hit. so long since I read that. It has so. been, and that's and see, and I'm. I, we did talk about Magnus and and uh, and Doctor Solar when when Jim Shooter was was putting those books out with Dark Horse, and obviously this is just divine stuff. So it's Exo Man of War and it's Harbinger and it's it's Bloodshot. Um, so we don't have you're not getting those old Gold Key Dell characters with this new incarnation. But uh, oh, really, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this is just whoever you know Valiant. Head, and that's that. That's not Magnus. That's not Tarak. Um, that I'm a little be, bummed at that, but I mean, maybe we'll see Archer and Armstrong. Yay, the Eternal Warrior. So I mean, I'm I I want to. I mean, I, we've we've been around long enough to know that it, it's very hard to catch that lightning in a bottle the second time around. So I mean, I'm I'm optimistic. Some of the things that that I'm seeing though, and this is probably just me being jaded or cynical. I just I can't. No, no, never, not me. It's just I, I, I want, I want good stories, which is what Valiant was when I was getting those issues with with, with Shadowman and 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 Harbinger and and even even you know Solar with the Don Perlinard and and you know one through ten with the. Smith interior and and you know the the, the middle page will. Un- unleashed the last panel of the issue and and it was um i just i'm seeing a lot of a lot of gimmicks at the moment with a lot of variant covers with the with the um crossovers no 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 the the qr code when you uh put your smartphone up to the cover and you capture the code the uh your your iphone will speak to you and you you, Mm. a dotted line where um Eric's mouth is. You put the phone up to that, and his lips will move, and he'll he'll you know. So now he's talking to you on the cover, and it's just I'm seeing a lot of I just as much thought as they're putting into the covers and the marketing or the packaging. I want the interiors to be that good, right? But 
you can't say that Valiant didn't employ tactics like that back in the day. Come on, Valiant Vision. They, but okay, and 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 you know, see, Valiant Vision, I never really. I didn't, I, I, that book is what? awesome. What is With Valiant, the, it, it, Valiant Vision? It, it was a 3D process yeah. that did not employ red and blue. They did some kind of lenticular thing with the lenses in the glasses. Okay. I mean, they're completely clear, but it the 3D process and it was probably done by Rayzone. I'm I don't know for sure, but That's, whenever it was, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, whenever you you think 3D, always go with Rayzone. That's a safe bet. And uh, the 3D was probably the best 3D in a comic that I have seen to date from the Valiant Vision stuff. The okay. uh, the Doctor Solar. Or not, Doctor Solar. The Solar book. It, it's incredible. There's like geometric um, objects floating in space. Like whenever he uses his, used his power, and they would you would see them, and they're literally lifted off the page. They're, they're, it's beautiful. You can get that book too for relatively cheap, and it comes <laughs> with the damn glasses. But uh, I, the the license plate number you were thinking of? It's L eight dash A G. Late again. Late again. Okay. It's yeah, same license plate on the cover of of the Harbinger that I saw at the beat. Uh, the um, with with oh crap! I was just gonna say something. Oh I no! I completely Must have been lost. A lie. It. It, no, definitely not. Uh, the with with thing with Valiant with me. Oh, that was it. I remember when CBG was still a newspaper. Oh, that, those that, that, days. That, that, that there was a dude who had. An ad in the back, who for like nine or twelve bucks, if you sent him the money, he would he would tell you which which issues which issue of a certain Valiant comic you'll need because and he wouldn't tell you what issue, but it obviously was Shadow Man with the first appearance of Master Dark. And right. it was like, oh, this is so going to be. And it was just like, really, you want me to pay you so you can tell me what issue I need to go and find because it's already been jacked up in price. I, and, one, I wonder how many people actually sent that guy money. I, I'm scared to add. I don't want to know. Uh, I just, I just, but it's, I mean, it was. I don't in know. all fairness, those, the first maybe. 10, 15 uh, issues of all the value books were going for stupid money. They back were, because they were, they were like, they were like 12,000 copies. They weren't, they weren't mass produced like, like, like image was or like any of the others were. I, at least I don't think they were. I mean, they were all, they were printing a lot of them. I see. Well, compared I, to I today, them. I would say, yeah, yeah. they were printing uh, a lot I of mean, them. But I mean, but no, no place that I went to had more than, you know, eight or ten copies of it, it, it depending on the title i mean harbinger as they were coming solar i think number 10 had, i think the, the black most, cover that 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 was gorgeous. that that book that book goes for for ridiculous money uh which one, which one does solar 10 has a, a completely black, black cover hard stocky cover yeah um but i mean you know there were I, you're right about the gimmicks because they had the coupons and you get the zero issue and then and then you had Unity and 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 that's this that was like you know one of the early days of retailer incentives. Oh, if you buy a certain amount of of if each issue will send you this many issues of Unity. So depend so make sure you get your order in. You know have have yeah. have your have your customers order it so that they're guaranteed an issue of Unity Zero and 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 it was. Um, I mean, I I enjoyed. I think for the most part, I enjoyed the the Earth bound 
characters. I, I loved Archer and Armstrong, Eternal Warrior. Wasn't a real big fan of Exo. Wasn't a real big fan of Bloodshot or Rai. Um, yeah, or, I didn't care for Bloodshot either. So, I mean, I, I just... Ninjak was cool, though. Ninjak was cool. I, I, I really enjoyed The Second Life of Dr. Mirage. Yeah. Wasn't, that, wasn't Ninjak uh, one of Casada's first jobs? Yes. Well, not one of his first, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was early. Towards the, yeah, it was pretty early. But, um, you know, it, it's amazing. The books that went for ridiculous amounts of money back in the day, I bottomed out on Valiant after Unity. Stop buying them. I, I didn't stop buying, but it was, I, I kind of had, had reached a point where I don't have to get everything. But I had the, the point to the, this crazy story. Uh, I had an opportunity, I think it was no more than maybe six or seven years ago, to buy a bunch of Valiant that I missed, and I got them for a quarter apiece. Oh, nice. Yeah, and this is like, you know, uh, 10, uh, 11 up in some titles, like whole big chunks of Valiant runs for, for a quarter apiece. And I'm thinking, man, people, there would have been like a knife fight back oh, then God, for yeah. some of these. I remember we used to have a comic book store that was... Tomio would cut you for him. I know. It was located in... Uh, we had a, one of those... Back before the malls became popular, we had a store called Sugarman's. They sold everything. I mean, if you wanted auto parts, appliances... No relation to the Age of Apocalypse character? No, it's one word. Sugarman's. Okay. Uh and so so once they once the malls became popular this store was vacant for for years and they turned it into like a multi-store type thing where you rented space in in this big gigantic it was a gigantic store and one of the places was a comic shop and i remember walking in there and seeing the whole entire wall this is a big location from floor to ceiling just covered with valiant books and people were buying them I mean, and the, the prices were like fifteen, twenty, thirty dollars for some issues, Jeez. and and they were they were moving. And I was thinking, damn, this Valiant stuff is really going places. And then the stories, they I mean, after Unity, they just kind of like they lost. Back then, they lost me a little bit because obviously I compared it to what I was enjoying, and Valiant was it was different. It was not like you know the the at the time mcfarlane on spider-man or right. you know marvel had the, the marvel way but, of doing it in that time and that's what i was jonesing on and that was i mean and you also had like old marvel creators over there you had don Perlin, you had bob layton you had jim shooter you yeah. had you had you had creator you had artists and writers whose name you remembered but it's like well i remember when you you know you, you working on the defenders and and Iron Man and stuff and you know yeah. so it was but the least... draw for me was not shooter the the thing that pulled me into Valiant was Barry Windsor Smith oh uh, heck yeah. yeah yeah and then you followed him over to Ultraverse with Rune but I damn right I did yeah see and that was the other thing Ultraverse I Nightman and see Prime I I, I like Bryfogle but it, it it was Nightman it was Solitaire it was Firearm um. Come on. It wasn't my even favorite? really hard. It, well, yours would be Mantra. Mantra. It, 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 <laughs> I, even Hard Case with the Dave Gibbons first issue Prototype. cover. I mean, there, was, there, there were just, there, there were some books that I Don't was just like. Sludge, Mr. Gerber. Yeah, see, I can't. Uh, so I was very selective with, with my Ultraverse, too. And it was nice seeing, but I mean, back then, so now we're getting into the 90s with Bravura and Legend and. Gil Kane. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Gil Kane. But it, it was. It, I don't see. I just, I, I'm not sure where 
really going with this whole thing. But it's just, just, I think the thing you're trying to say is those books were awesome, and we are more likely to talk about those books and read those books than the stuff we're getting today. Am I right? In most cases, yes. Yeah. See, I, I have been reading... Welcome to the old fart hour. There you go. See what happens <laughs> yeah. when Jason's not here? We just yeah. we get all down memory lane. We, we lose the ute. We do. Um, <laughs> so this is this is the episode for you know Gordon and 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 Steve Raker and and all the other old fogies. But uh, it, there are some new things that 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 I'm enjoying. I'm I'm enjoying Uncanny X Force. I'm enjoying um, Deathstroke for another couple of months i'm enjoying uh you know like like catwoman and supergirl and i so i mean there are and, and catwoman and again yeah i'm still well i'm still the 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 first arc pretty much finally finished with with the sixth issue for um, shame david I, well because it's 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 not winning that's the draw for me it's 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 march it's he is very good so yeah so um but no i mean it, there i love going through my bookshelf or, or my back issue boxes and, and looking at, at the older stuff. I mean, it's just, it's like, it, it, it is my golden age back then. And, 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 and just it like is for a lot of people, or yeah. if, if somebody, if somebody came in with identity crisis or infinite crisis, then, you know, then maybe every so often they go back and, and, and they flip through those, those issues or those collections. And I, so it's just, just enjoy what you read. I know it's, right. it's, it's, it's true. It, that's all I want. I got something fresh and new. Go ahead. You want me to go before my microphone cuts out? Yes. Well, we've been going back and forth with hangups, so who knows what I'm Yeah, happen. who knows. Um, this book that I have in my hands, Madone, what yeah. a book. Madone. Uh, <laughs> this is this, the story and art uh, by the genius mind behind Transit, Metropole, Eddie Current. Uh, and other great works. Ted McKeever, mm, writer artist on this book. It's published by Image Comics in their awesome, uh, larger than life cardstock covered golden age format. So it's, it's oversized like, uh, the, these, uh, next issue project books. It's in black and white and it's called Mondo. First issue of three. It's a limited series. It is fantastic. Uh, it, it, uh, concerns a scrawny, silent man named Catfish Mandu. <laughs> How about that name? Love that name. Catfish Mandu. Dude That's lives awesome. a very strange, uh, solitary existence. Uh, when he's not being bullied and abused by a couple of ne'er do wells named Paco and T-Bone, uh, they knock him around, uh, call him names like Chicken Boy, Chicken Shit, uh, and other poultry-based persecutions. Um, he's lambasted by his landlady for being too quiet, and this is the oddest of all. He's tailed by a stealthy and mysterious chicken. A chicken. Uh, the, the, the bird follows him to his apartment door and leaves a single egg at his doorstep <laughs> as his calling card. It is nuts. But, uh, I mean, the wily chicken even shadows Catfish the next day at work. Um, Catfish runs the central nuclear furnace at Super Chicken, the, the West Coast's largest producer of poultry. But, uh, this is, this is very different than, than the chicken we find in our supermarkets. This is mutated poultry. 
um, they they irradiate the stuff, and uh, the process results in gigantic cluckers, like four to five times larger than the biggest Thanksgiving turkey. Uh, but the story runs afoul. When the chicken surprises catfish, <laughs> he gets behind him. And, and he sends catfish flying into a conveyor belt. So he's running this big nuclear furnace, and he's got his, his uniform on. His, his eyes are all covered. He's got a hazmat-type suit on. And he sends him flying onto the conveyor belt that heads straight into the reactor. And, and, and the old boy's fate is sealed when his hand becomes jammed in the rollers of the conveyor, conveyor belt, and he's pulled into this blazing heart of this nuclear nightmare. But he doesn't die. Oh. Say what? Yeah, it's true. What? The, the processing plant explodes. Uh, and um, emerging from this highly radioactive rubble is catfish. He's transformed, though. He, he looks somewhat like a cross between X-Factor Strong Guy and eh. uh, uh, Liberatore's Ranzarox. Remember Ranzarox? Oh my God! Yes. Yeah, he looks. He appears kind of like Ranzarox. Uh, he's this massively proportioned, muscled-out madman, and he's hell bent on vengeance. But something's missing. You know, the hand that he got stuck in in that was lodged in the conveyor belt. It it's still all withered and warped, and it's just like kind of hanging there. So, but he uses his good arm and he r- rips Paco, who just happened to be driving this delivery truck he rips him in in half he kills the guy and, and he heads home uh, because something's talking to him and he's he's getting these 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 mental transmissions from the egg that was that he left on his kitchen table uh and he and he eats the egg the egg's like eat me eat me and he he, he does and and there's this symbolic moment of conception uh and that would be telling. I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna give that part of the book away. But th- th- we're also introduced to um, the shiny LeMay short shorts, tube top, roller skate wearing kitten caboodle. This is her name, kitten caboodle. caboodle. And, and she enters town only to be sexually harassed by an overweight Elvis in training named Chester. Now, you know, Chester thinks. This lovely lady's easy meat. So he, the wannabe molester, apparently hasn't learned that no means no. And uh, in a single breath, uh, uh, McKeever isolates it in time by this beautifully rendered uh, monster-sized half-page panel uh, where Kitten stares at the, at the reader and... She has these gigantic eyes, like the kids in the Walter Keene paintings. You know, the, the, yeah. those big-eyed kid paintings that were famous in in the sixties. And, and uh, she proceeds to utter her battle cry, "Bingo, bango, bongo!" And she rips off Chester's arm and crams it down his throat. Oh Jesus! I mean, seldom have I seen blood spray rendered so lovingly. That's the thing with McKeever. He he has this very energetic style of drawing. It's lively, it's animated, uh risky and, and ragged, like all in the right places. He, he his marks and his blush brush strokes and, and you can actually see some of his pencil work in here. Um it, it's it's an odd mix of traditional what we consider traditional uh pen and ink artwork but then there's sections 
even in the same figure where, say, Catfish transformed, most of his body is rendered in line, but then you'll get a forearm that looks scratchboard-ish or maybe uh, a bit of ink wash thrown in. I mean, it, it's it's not mixed media, but there are parts that stand out as more lush than just plain black ink. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, and there, there's continuous tone on some. You get the fully rendered, um, you know, light, dark. And that, that's what I think. McKeever's a, a real master at the lights and the darks. The guy's incredible. I mean, the, the panel where he eats the egg, it's a full page. Bam! Right in your face. You see catfish and he's obviously stunned by what he just ingested. And McKeever does a double mushroom cloud for the top of his head. And inside of his mouth, this huge gaping mouth with his, this picket fence teeth, you see an atom in his mouth with, with the electrons going around. It's a really powerful page. Friggin' awesome stuff. Um, it, it's fantastic. It's, it's the start of, uh, what I said, a three issue series. Um, if you like chickens or you consider ah. chicken, chickens creepy, uh, and you just like off kilter, Left field storytelling. This thing is brilliant. I I love it. And but yeah, okay. I I will um, couch this with the rev revelation that I absolutely adore anything McKeever has done. Transmet, you know, Eddie Current. I the that's my bread and butter. I love those things. And this is not too far removed from that. It almost it could take place in the Metropole uh, universe. It's it's a pretty bleak wow. existence. Yeah. Um. It it's not post-apocalyptic like that but you know where everything is uh in disarray this society in this book seems to have a comfortable like countryness to it like a there's an urban setting but it, it's in california uh i think uh it's not san antonio santa monica right uh so it's it's just gorgeous and st storytelling you can't beat mckeever He's, he's, he's a nut. He's a nut. Uh, he does have a tendency to lean towards the grotesque in some of his things. This is not as grotesque as Metropole or Eddie Current. I mean, Kitten Caboodle is actually really quite sexy, especially in, in the panel where she rips off, uh, Chester's arm. You get a little bit of butt crack and a little bit of, <laughs> uh, a lot of, a lot of leg. And it, he seems to have, found a real um comfortable spot between uh, his rampant expressionistic um tendencies to deform human anatomy and uh actual human anatomy so there's a nice balance here it's not it's not completely i mean it's not art adams right but right. it's he's there's a there's a sweet spot i think he he's latched onto where it's not as distorted as the, his characters from past works so if you'd like to sample Ted McKeever for the first time, I would say this is the best thing to try. And then you can go back and dip into the, the image Ted McKeever library. They have um, small editions, and that's the way he wanted it, so don't bitch about the size. Um, <laughs> Transit, Eddie Current, Metropole, and any, I think Metaphor, his most recent prior to this series for image, is collected as well. So, uh, yeah, really, check this out. It's four ninety nine. Worth every penny. Uh, thick cardstock covers, nice, toothy, white, uh, fairly heavy, heck of a lot heavier it's than Marvel DC paper. It's not going to warp. It, it's a nice, uh, pulpy 
type paper. I like it a lot. Um, so there you go. Ted McKeever's Mondo from Image. And it begins, how can I not love this? It begins with a quote from Frank Zappa. Oh, Jesus. Yes, the meek shall inherit nothing. Very true. <laughs> Zach Krusey is going to be grooving on that too. So it, it, it's just amazing. Uh, we need to get Chris back before he has an, an aneurysm. Yes, because I need to ask him something. Okay, let's see. He's not on my list. He bailed. No. Yeah, he's not on my list there, buddy. Is he on yours? Let's see. Contacts. This is riveting. I know. This, this is podcasting no, gold. No, not. I know. Maybe he rebooted. If not... Well, then it's just the Dave and Vinny, uh, Vinny show this week. <laughs> Dave and Vinny. Dave and Vinny. Um, I, we, um, we don't buy a lot of, of, uh, of movies on disc like we used to. I mean, I used to, if we thought we'd like it, oh, I'm buying it and, and it oh, sits in our library. So I know we, um, we, we enjoy the streaming and if we like it, then maybe we'll buy it. There are movies where we've seen in the past, like Lady and the Tramp, we picked up on Blu-ray because it's one of Renee's favorites. And, and so I mean, we, we have our Disney really? collection. What? She likes Lady and the Tramp? Oh, she loves it. She loves oh, it. Especially, that... especially, especially the way Tramp calls her Pidge. He, he loves it. She 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 absolutely adores that. that Because uh, Lady also reminds us of, of Nikki. So, I mean, there, there, there oh, are definitely okay. some, some, yeah, I mean, but I mean, she's, she she watched it probably when it first came out. So I mean, you know, there's there's sentimentality there. But um she's always been saying every No taste, since, but sentimentality. Oh, <laughs> you know, she married me. The uh the the um every time we saw a commercial for Hugo, she's like, Oh, that looks pretty. So I figured, all right, so I had like I guess triple points or whatever from from Best Buy. So I picked that up. We watched it last weekend. Great movie. Definitely, I'm glad I bought it because it's something that that we'll definitely watch again. But I also picked up at the sh- at, at the same time was uh, Justice League Doom. I still have not seen the main feature. I I I, I guess it's from a Mark Wade. It's based on a Mark Wade story, Babel, uh, Tower of Babel. Oh, from, is it from, really? Yeah, that, that's I guess pretty much. It's loosely based on that. I guess Dwayne McDuffie wrote it. The, the late great Dwayne McDuffie, he did write the movie um, or the feature, and um, and it is, from what I understand, from what people have said, it's it's based on Tower oh, of Babel. I like that story. And, and but I, if you like that story, I don't know how you feel about the movie because I guess they don't go into some things that uh, you know, as far as, as so so you know, I mean, they take it for what it is, but whatever. Well, it's so, not Commandy. It's not Commandy. But I I why I bought it. And I watched this this special feature was the uh, documentary on Dwayne McDuffie, oh. and it's about it's about thirty seven minutes or so, and it um that's a pretty they, healthy extra. Oh, it is, and and they talked to Dennis Cohen, uh, dude. They talked to Sid Jacobson, really, who was his editor on Damage Control. They 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 talked to the men from Action. They talked to uh, men of Action. Sorry, they talked to um. Uh, Matt Wayne and Alan Burnett and Bruce Tim. Uh, they talked to his widow Charlotte. As so all these people were on camera, they talked to Derek T. Dingle, who was one of the founders of Milestone. No priest, but I'm not, I'm not really surprised about that. Uh, but, um, you know, so, but I mean, it's great how they talked about how, you know, here was this 10 year old kid who went to college. Um, they talk about, his his Marvel years. They talk about his animation years. Uh, they talk about Milestone. Uh, Phil Lamar is there, who of course was the voice of Static Shock. Um, 
but so I, but I mean, it's it's an this the obligatory Dante Dio appearance. Uh, Phil Lamar was um, Samurai. Samurai Jackson. Samurai. Samurai Jack. Yeah. Samurai Jack. Samurai that Jack. Was yeah. Oh, right, because it was Af- Samuel Jackson was Afro Samurai. Right. That's okay. awesome. I love that. I, I think I have a demo of that somewhere. Um, but I mean, it was, and and I believe I don't know if Chris watched Doom or if he if he because um, I, I think he touched on it. He he mentioned something on Twitter, I believe, about Justice League Doom. And I don't know if it was about the movie or if it was about McDuffie, but um, then I'm bummed that. Chris isn't here because I wanted to talk to him about it, but um, it was it it was it's no 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 I mean because if he's seen it, that's right. what I mean. but I mean it's it's not one I mean obviously we we have Dwayne McDuffie story dude we talked about Dwayne McDuffie on the first issue uh, first episode of Bulletin so I mean it's not yes, we, we did. P- people know we love love his work and um and I, oh yeah Dennis Cohen when when he um when he when he first met. Dwayne, and here's like this six foot three, six foot five, tall black man who doesn't smile, and and Dennis is like, oh, it's a guy right after my own heart. It was, it was, um, you know, there was no race was never a factor in in, in any of of Dwayne's stories. It didn't matter what you know. He just and and I guess there was a picture of some kid dressed up as Static, and someone said to Dwayne, "It's like, you know, how cool is that? You know, dudes are showing up, you know, dressed as as your characters," and he goes. I would really love to see like just some white dude dressed up as static. I don't care what color your skin is, you know. If it, these are characters that, you know, they don't doesn't matter that, that Peter Parker's a white kid or you know or or Steel is a black guy. It's just you know I would just he, he just wanted people to just accept the characters and you know everybody just look beyond I guess their appearance and see what makes up the character. But there is I, I was I was thinking as I, and Renee came in as I was. As it was uh, like the, towards the last like ten fifteen minutes, and um, and she was like, "How old was he?" And and as soon as she asked that, they they, they mentioned that that he had just turned forty nine, and apparently, there's no um no Good such thing. Guy too. Oh, he was, and yeah. but but apparently there's no such thing as as um as a long life for the males in the McDuffie family. His his older brother died as an infant. His his younger brother died um about a year or so before. Wayne did. Um, sucks. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it. It uh, and and what really killed me as 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 they're talking about him, um, you know, Bruce Tim was talking about how when when it was uh, when they were set to make All Star Superman into a uh, into a feature, and Bruce Tim's like, I don't know how the hell we're gonna like narrow it down to seventy minutes. It's twelve issue maxi series, and and Dwayne's like, I got this, and and you know he comes back and he's got like, he has all the beats and everything, um, you know, and and he he was other writers were were talking about him on on this documentary how he basically would hand in like a script in like a day. Or a day or two, and you got like people who were like trying to like work on four pages, and it's taken them like over a week, and it just it came very naturally to him, and and there wasn't anything he couldn't do, and and it just reiterated the fact to me that that I just wish that he that other people kind of saw what we fans saw, and and um, because he had he it it kills me. That he was just 
a placeholder for the Fantastic Four. Uh, he was just there to bridge the gap between JMS and Mark Miller. And, you know, they, they gave him a couple extra issues because Miller needed some extra time before he could start, but it was never supposed to be a long running arc for him. Right. I was going to say it's the one time um, Mark Miller's tendency to uh, turn in stuff late actually benefited and, Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, I we, love we, his run. Oh, the the whole thing with the with T'Challa and, and Storm and Gravity. No, I mean, yeah. that was great. That, that was fun stuff. Um, Beyond was great. Beyond was great. I, Story-wise, I, I, I don't think I was a big fan of, of, of Scott Collins' art on the... Well, it was oh, better. Really? It was it was better on Beyond than it was on Omega Flight. But um, and then of course there's that whole debacle with with Justice League of America when 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 he finally got to right run with that ball, albeit not for very many yards. And um, I think my favorite Dwayne McDuffie story, a single issue, is. Um, is a special he did before his Fantastic Four run. Um, there was a Fantastic Four special. It was called My Dinner with Doom, and right. it was it was it was so cool. It was it was a great little little like annual type story. And and apparently, Victor and and Reed have dinner once a year, and mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just if I don't know if it's been collected, I if it hasn't, it won't be. It's not going to go for for. For more than cover price, I would I would definitely right. recommend anybody Let's to get try it. Try Chris. Okay. Hello. Hi. It's not working again. Fuck! I can't hear you. It, it won't let me add you. God damn it! Are you? Can't get him. Oh my god! I know this is stupid. Thank you, Skype. <laughs> you get what you pay for. I know. I know. Ah, so no. So I would. I would definitely. I mean, I. I got the Blu-ray on on sale the the week it came out, but I mean, I would definitely, if you're a McDuffie fan, I would recommend it for that. And and from what I understand, the story for the movie itself is is enjoyable too. I don't know about the um, the animation. I, I haven't really checked. I saw like a snippet of it, but you know, apparently they had some screenings for it. Other people went to see it. Other people enjoyed it. So it does. It may not rank up there with like Crisis on Two Worlds or uh, maybe. Batman the Red Hood, but from from what I'm hearing, it's a it's a DC animated feature worth getting. And, cool. and if, if you can get it with the with the McDuffie doc, then I I definitely recommend it. All right. So we so we're uh, we're walking down um, like memory lane a, li- a little bit a, a little, little bit, bit. Yeah. yeah. So I should talk about something that was made in the 90s. That would be good. Yeah, fit the theme uh, anyway. It's something that was uh, in my blind spot. I guess that's the theme tonight: is blind spot comics and chickens, and chickens, and chickens. Uh, something that was in my blind spot, and uh, I think that I think Vince will be happy that I finally came around to reading this. I know someone out there who's going to be really happy, and that's uh, one uh, Will Pfeiffer. Because he's, he's is, a sweetheart. He gets happy about everything. Dude, he's, he's, awesome. he's, 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 he's a good man, that Will Pfeiffer. Um, I had never read Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely's Flux Mentallo. Oh, my God. We, do we have an hour to talk about this, too, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no, we have 27 minutes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Go. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's definitely, I think Morrison getting into his metatextual, uh, I don't want to call it phase, but I think he was really experimenting with uh, with metatext and and comics and and commenting on comics as a medium within comics. Um, it was yeah, it was really really enjoyable now where my other blind spot is i've only one second before you uh move on Mm -hmm. is the collection out yes wow why didn't i finally read it why didn't i get that in my box Uh oh hmm oh yeah i i found the old i found old issues so i've i've been read the i I read (laughs) you what you found old issues well i don't know i don't know about now but there was a time when those were going for like the Valiant books, yeah. stupid money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're out there now. They're out there now. Um, <laughs> there's one. Tripped <laughs> yeah, on a damn flex Montalo. <laughs> um, but another one of my my blind spots, which I'm going to try and uh, and fill in over the next few days, is that I've not read all of Morrison's Doom Patrol. Oh, for shame again. I've read like the first twenty issues. All right, Danny the Street. <sighs> I have to. I have to get into the rest of Morrison's Doom Patrol, which I found out after the fact. Flux Mentallo was a character in and yes. is in his Doom Patrol run. Now, where as I've been reading a little bit, that there are some continuity differences between the Flux Mentallo of the. Uh, the self-named miniseries and the character in the Doom Patrol series. So it sounds like Morrison kind of fleshed him out a little bit more uh, in, in the miniseries. But uh, you know, it's one of those it's one of those instances where uh, Morrison had the character. I, Flex is actually secondary to the story. It's I think as uh, it's probably more about his creator um, Wallace Sage, mm-hmm. right? And it's what what I was able to. I'm, I I need to go back and read it at least one more time, if not a couple. It seemed to be Morrison's commentary on um, on DC's legacy and the multiverse and and golden and silver age characters and and kind of what we think of as as superheroes now uh was was a, a very large part of it uh certainly a commentary on you know whenever he did this it was like 1996 so we're about 10 years removed from watchmen and and dark knight and um you know in in no small uh effect morrison himself helped change comics at that time that late 80s early 90s uh comic book scene to be much more uh adult like but it, it it felt almost like this um rebuffing of the seriousness of comics did you get that out of it at all with the Legion of Legions and yeah, you know, the, um, the subterranean, very serious you know, comic book characters that he had to get through to make it to the Legion of Legions and and how things had gotten so dark. And Flex is is a character that is 
he I mean he is Superman as as Superman would be imagined today. He drinks milk, he is all about doing the right thing. He is a superhero superhero and and sees the the good in people even in a very dark and not good world. Yeah, I'm not entirely the, the orphanage of all of the discarded sidekicks. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, e- everything just kind of seemed to, you know, like reek of this um, longing for for the you know the nostalgia of of comics past of the Silver Age and and even going back to the Golden Age. But it was kind of like this this sad commentary on what comics had become and even like Wallace Sage who it was a childhood comic book creator and is now as an adult kind of a um just a sad sack um drug addict just really sad person and it's like he had lost whatever that that magic of creation and imagination was and it's almost like he blamed the comics for losing their imagination and and it wasn't until the end when he has this this awakening and and is able to bring all of the heroes back um you know through this through this fake fictional world and this this merging of all of these different universes at, at the very end that you know kind of see him re you know recapture his imagination i guess right. so. well, you, what i was going to say is i'm, I'm not I, it's been a, more than a couple of years since i've read mm-hmm. flex mentalis so i'm not entirely prepared i mean that's a book that you you know you just can't say hey let's talk about flex mentalo to well i did you know, well i know <laughs> but uh, i you mean do that I, every week I, I would love to have yeah. read it uh, mm-hmm. to talk to you about but you know what i do remember is I don't know if you've ever read a story by Alan Moore and um, Don. I've read a few of them. No, no, no. Don Simpson. Oh. They did a story called Pict- Pictopia, and when I, when I initially, and where was that located? Um, that was in Wasteland, wasn't it? Well, didn't that appear in, in DC's Wasteland? No, no. That was in anything. Was it in Anything Goes? Is it Anything Goes? Right. Okay. Anything Goes. Yeah. Right. But, um, I mean, it's, when I was, my initial exposure to Flex Mentale, I got real strong vibes from Pictopia. And it's basically the same theme. It, it, a metatextual universe where characters exist as, it, I mean, they almost have two existences, the, the characters as they are in the story and mm-hmm. the, the, this comic bookness universe where we are viewing with our memories and and experiences with comics so and it, yes. basically their characters existing in a fictional and not so fictional universe two universes at the same time and, and that's what he's, he's straddling yeah. the 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 ebb and flow of the comic book industry through flex mentalo and there there are i mean it's more than one it's it's there's probably five or six different realities in flex mentalo and i and that's where i was just like you know this is well 1996 you know that may have been morrison looking back on the multiverse which didn't exist anymore at you know post-crisis that didn't that didn't exist there was there was one universe for all these characters to to exist in and it was really him 
playing around with the the the, the cross dimensional existence of all of these different characters and where they fit together and how they existed in in the the perception of of each other. All right. Yeah, David. I don't know why I said wasteland. Maybe because there's a there's a strong Don Simpson content to to all of wasteland. Maybe that's why okay. I was thinking it. But yeah, you're right. Anything goes. Um, you're right, Chris. Uh, but yeah, the, Mental is one of those stories I I'd have to bone up on before I. Could well, talk go about back, it. go back, go back, read it again, and maybe we can talk about it in a couple weeks. We will, because I have the book coming from. Yeah. Comic and, and it's and it's it's four issues. Um, Is now, there anything else in the book um, in addition to the four I, issues? I, or? I, read, I read the single issues. Oh, okay. So but, I mean, there is a text. There's a couple text pieces yeah. in there that you know are very metatextual, um, as as most. Morrison stuff is. You should read the Doom Patrol letters pages. Well, that's what I'm going to do while I'm on vacation here, is that I'm going to try and read as much of his Doom Patrol run as possible, and I know that it's going to be hard, because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in those things. Yeah, and even after he left, who came on? Was it Rachel? What's yeah, her name? Rachel. Uh, those issues are really good too. I mean, uh, not obviously not as good in my opinion as as Morrison's, but she carried she carried the torch pretty well. Okay. What the hell was her name, David? Can you find out, Rachel? Oh. it wasn't the one. He snaps you're his not, fingers. You're not, you're not, you're not, no, I'm not. Not, no, not, not in. Not in. A, of, trying, to <laughs> trying, to, trying to jog my memory. I'm joking. Yeah. I mean, no, it was it was was it Nancy Collins who did Swamp Thing? Yes. Okay. And then I think there's even some Kyle Baker in in Doom Patrol, at least on the covers. After after Morrison uh, said his piece, Rachel Pollock. Rachel Pollock. I knew it was a Rachel. There you go. Oh, and Richard Case was the artist. Yep. And Stan Welch. Welch. Wheaton. <laughs> well, Wheaton. Uh, so I'm glad you liked it, Chris. And I would yeah, like to well, talk I, about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And Quietly is such a badass. He's so good. I do. I do like quietly. Yes, I do. He is so good. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because as I was reading it, you know, whenever I read anything by those two, I I have to think about All Star Superman. And there were there were a few you know little themes that uh, that they would revisit in um, in All Star Superman. You know, like like Superman and Hercules and Atlas, and um, because Flux Mentallo is um he's what a a superhero realization of of atlas the uh yeah, the man out of mac Char- Char- man out of mac yeah yeah um <laughs> this is david man out of mac man out of mac man out of mac uh which it's i have like to read Hunt the Houston. i have to read the origin story in doom patrol but uh yeah it's um it was it was neat it was definitely uh it was definitely an interesting read you know hard at some points because he does you know uh, dimension jump a lot you know it's like we're gonna go from from this setting to that and what is real and what isn't real and i I think what you finally have to realize with with morrison is that if if it's on the paper you know if it's on the page then it's real if even if it's imagined it's real in his reality sure so it's you know ideas are real yeah and that's that's kind of what he gets at and and flux mentallo and the fact uh they're all uh, basically, living realizations of of Wallace Sage's creativity a, as a child, which he 
um, was apparently you know, gifted with by the heroes of the of the Silver Age, and then yeah, it's yeah, it's it's wild, but definitely definitely worth reading, probably at least two or three times. Oh yeah, and how about made a man out of Mac? I wonder if that artist that drew that, and I have no idea who did it, when he was sitting down to do that advertisement. If he if he kind of had an inkling that he was constructing something that would go down as as one of comic books most endearing moments, and it was a stupid ad, yes, it, 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 like a throwaway thing, <laughs> yeah. and and it's because I mean, how many people have that you know kicking sand in the face? He's get so pissed off, he's holding the book and kicking the table over. Uh-huh. You know, that those panels are burned into the brains of a lot of people. Oh yeah. Even considering that the the print runs back then were a hell of a lot more than they are today, I mean that that advertisement was in everything. You you couldn't fling a cat. Back the, cover, inside back cover, paper. It didn't. Yeah, it was yeah. Inside, yeah. It, yeah, it was all over. Speaking and, of Doom Patrol and grit. Yeah, go ahead. Got to get grit. grit. <laughs> grit. Got to get a grit. Um, when when it was uh, when it was relaunched after Crisis. Hero of the and, beach, and uh, <laughs> I love the hero of the beach that yep. he has that he has those words <laughs> emblazoned above him, whatever yes. you know, and and that he has he it's... has mystery muscle, which creates <laughs> he, he 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 has superpowers by flexing is awesome. Yeah, it's the, it's the ad it's come so... to life. It, it's it's oh, it's the made a so man good. on a Mac ad leaping off the page into. Reality, which is what that ad did. I mean, yeah, how, th- that whole how, concept is in my head right now, so it exists. How awesome would it be to like be able to, you know, flex your bicep and have it send out like a shock wave that you know would like blow up things? I can do that. That is an awesome power. Yeah, yeah, in bed, in bed, in bed. <laughs> Walking fortune cookie. All right, I'm sorry, David. Speaking it's, about Doom Patrol, it's all good. Um, when uh, when it was relaunched and you had uh, written by Paul Kupperberg, I had I bought those like first five issues. I was so happy because I followed Steve Lytle from Legion of Superheroes and Tales of the Legion of Superheroes oh, yeah. to Doom Patrol, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" And like after the fifth issue, like the sixth or seventh issue, there was like some other artist coming on, and I was so heated. I was pissed because I'm like. I bought this shit for Steve Lyle. I don't want to see this crap. You know who the artist was? It wasn't Byrne. Who was nope. it? Um, it's Eric Larson. Shut up. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I didn't, I don't Oh, right. The first, like, the first eight or, yeah, Eric yeah. Larson. Right. And then eventually that, that's, um. Then Crawling from the Wreckage, which would mean the first 18, because isn't Crawling from the Wreckage start at 19? That was the first Morrison arc. Okay, so yeah, so then I don't know how long Larson was on it for, but I was just, I was like, and I mean, seriously. Maybe six, seven issues, maybe. You, you can't get two more different styles Truth. than Steve Lytle with, with Gary Martin and and and, and freaking Eric Larson. I mean, but I was like, I was pissed. Now, now it's like, hey, it's Larson, cool, all right, whatever. But I mean, back then, I was just like, nah, whatever. It'd be like me not recognizing that I have something cool when I had the first two issues of Rubber Blankets. Do you have issue three? 
No, I never got to shoot. I'll stab ball. you for a shoot three. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm missing three. Jeez. <laughs> Hey, it's Mazzy Kelly. Then I couldn't, I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't, I mean, because it, it wasn't, it wasn't the Mazzy Kelly that was drawing Born Again. It was no, just, no, just, no. So, I mean, so I, my, my, my teenage brain just couldn't wrap my head around that. I just, I, I could be, I was like, what the hell did I order? But you couldn't you know, wrap the blanket around your head. I couldn't because it was rubber. It that snapped back. Pathetic. Pathetic. But so here's a question, Doom Patrol related question. What yeah. is the status of Cliff Steele in the new 52? Isn't there a robot man running around? Is there? I think there is, but I, I'm not sure if it's Cliff Steele. No idea. I don't know either, but I want to know. So if you know, you the listener, know, come to our forum and tell me, you know, what's the deal with Cliff Steele? That'll be the thread topic. What's what the, deal the deal with deal Cliff Steele? David, where can they find our forum? Oh, God. I they're going to post that. Forum.thebullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Yeah. It's one of my favorite DC characters, Cliff Steele. Robot Man. Love him. John Bernard. The, uh, Bernard did a great job on that. I liked his Robot Man. Yeah. Yeah. How could I, you I, I liked his uh, 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 Elastic Girl. I just, I I enjoyed, and that was the other thing. It's like, it, how, I didn't know Squat as I was reading the New Teen Titans. I didn't know nothing about Doom Patrol, but here... Here's Gar Logan, whose guardian, whose step adopted stepfather, is is this Doom Patrol connection, and and you know he got Gar got his powers because of a Doom Patrol connection. It was just like right. I was back then. I just because Doom Patrol had already was was passe. There was no there was no Doom Patrol related books that I could read as I'm reading the New Teen Titans. But that so was I've, my favorite thing of uh, Wolfman's Teen Titans was the Doom Patrol connections, and the Perez art, and the Perez. Yeah, sure. yeah, and Starfire, and oh my God, no Wonder Girl, Wonder Girl, the red and the red one piece. Oh Jesus! Anyway. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to marry Terry. Really? You're marrying the dude with the beard? <laughs> Have you not looked in the mirror, Donna? You're going to marry the ginger? You can get anybody. What about Dick? What's wrong with Dick? Oh, he's busy. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> what a mess of an episode. It is yeah, a mess of an episode. Sorry. I, I got like, something. Awesome. Go ahead. Real quick. Better, better <laughs> be as, fucking nine minutes quick. As far as my quick goes. <laughs> yeah. I have something very good to report about Bongo Comics. That does not include their logo changes because as as most people who follow this stuff know bongo recently revamped their logos don't like them don't like them at all but dc went uh there it's it's a slick look that and they got rid of the bongo logo it's just i i I really am not clicking with the logos but it's a very good trade-off because they've beefed up their cover stock oh Remember, uh, I would say this paper is akin to what Dark Horse used to use before Dark Horse punked out and started using the same paper that Marvel and DC use now for the cover stock. It's garbage. It's a more durable, it's a thicker cover stock. It's beautiful. And their interior stock is on paper of equal thickness as the cover. When you buy a bongo book right now for $2.99, I may add, you have some heft, some weight in your hand. It feels like... A good old-fashioned comic book on real paper, not this onion skin that that they're using at the big boys. I do not like their paper at all. But 
I have in my hands the first of a new series of one-shots. This is called Simpsons One-Shot Wonders, and this issue features Chief Wiggum's not-quite-right son, Ralph Wiggum. Ralph Wiggum Comics. And David, guess who drew the first story? I'll give you a hint. Good. Fan, I'll give you two hints. Fanographics and funny animals. Oh, not. I'll give you another hint. Captain Jack. See, oh. Mike, oh. Mike Cazalet. Mike, okay. That was it, yes. Yeah, he, he did Ren and Stimpy for Marvel, Captain Jack for Fanagraphics. He drew the turtles at Archie. This guy, I mean, he does animation. This guy's been around. Captain and I, I loved Captain Jack. Yeah. And when I, I said, Mike Kasler, what the heck? But Sergio, this issue is riddled with Sergio. And the thing that I want to talk about is there's a page called Where's Ralph? It's in the style of, of Where's uh, Waldo. Where's Waldo. Uh, it appears to be a prison break. And there's convicts everywhere kent brockman's in the in the the news chopper reporting on the scene in the prison obviously i don't know how they got the the chopper in the prison and uh it, it looks like a scene from oz there's guys tumbling over the 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 second story walls of the prison there's toilets flying mattresses are burning i looked at this page for 20 minutes looking for ralph guess what where was he he's not in the friggin image that's awesome <laughs> what a, sergio you dick <laughs> they didn't even put them in, in the damn image. But I mean, the whole issue is just obviously focuses on Ralph Wiggum, and the 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 uh, crux of all these stories is yeah, little Ralph is not quite right and a bit of a dim bulb. But and it's really nicely illustrated uh, in a story written by Carol Lay. Come on, we know who wow. Carol Lay is, right? Um, the, after a long Ralph misses the school bus. And he hops on public transport and he's, he thinks he's in the future because everyone on the bus has grown up. So he obviously he jumped into the future. He's like, I'm future Ralph Wiggum. And he, he's walking around and he going a bunch of misadventures. Right. But at the end, his father finds him on a bridge. He inadvertently saves a suicide jumper from killing themselves. He, he says, come on, Fisher, get off the pot to the guy. And the guy just laughs at him. So he doesn't kill himself. But. Chief Wiggum finds his son, and the wife says, you found him on the bridge, and he skipped school? Clancy, I'm afraid that boy will never set the world on fire. And Chief Wiggum says, no, maybe not, but he sure makes it a brighter place. That's Ralph Wiggum. Yeah, that's Ralph Wiggum in a nutshell. And there's another story where Ralph is pestered by a very irritable leprechaun. (laughs) Oh, shit. He says, he says, me Blarney trick will get you in trouble galore, Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> then you'll know what misery is. It's funny. Bongo Comics, and guess what? They have Bongo bonus stamps akin to the Marvel value stamps on their letters pages. Yeah, this one has Wiggle Puppy. It's number 139 in the series. It says, another Bongo bonus stamp. Collect them all or don't. It's your call. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, I do love my Bongo comics. So yeah, if you haven't read Bongo or if you you're a, la- a lapsed Bongo comics reader, check them out. The production values they kicked them up a bunch of notches, and there's a uh, a nice group of um, people who you've encountered their work in other areas. Yes, like Ted May. Awesome. It lives. Ted May is writing for Bart Simpson. 
they they have great talent on these things. But it does piss me off while Matt Groening has to sign his name on artwork he doesn't. Draw. Everything. Well, it doesn't Disney. That's a little weird. <laughs> Andrew P. Boy's doing the inks still. Mm-hmm. Do it. All right. Sweet. What do we got? Is it time to go or is it time yeah, to keep talking? Yeah, I gotta talking? go to bed. I gotta be in Florida tomorrow morning. Aww. It'll be another state. You and you and David keep talking if you want. Okay. <laughs> we love you, Chris. <laughs> Signing off. You yes. have a safe. You have a safe trip, buddy. In right. your travels, Travis. what do you want them to read? Uh, read some Doom Patrol with me. Okay. We'll all read Doom Patrol with you. All right. And then read Flux Mentallo, and I'll be gone next week, so I'll come back in two weeks. What the hell? Why was I not I, notified of this? I will not be here next week. I told you. He did. He did. He did? He did. Oh. Yeah, my, my, wife, my wife's taking me out for my birthday. My birthday? What are you, 27? 28? Yeah, no yeah. oh shit. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> go, go have a... Backwards. Go, go grow up. All right, all right. I'm I'm gonna go to Florida. I'll see you guys later. Bye. All right, bye. Bye, buddy. <laughs> bye, Chris. I thought he'd never leave. That <laughs> <laughs> a show could start. Yes, indeed. Bullpen bulletins round two. What do we got? <laughs> Dude, Hawkeye's a dick. I heard that. Yeah. He is such. He he showed up in um. In, in in two issues of Ghost Rider, and he's all he's all ragging on on Johnny Blaze's outfit, like like the fucking purple's really working for Hawkeye, and and he's wait he's he's criticizing other heroes' costumes. Yes, yeah, wow, yeah, and he's he's um it doesn't have the wall factor. Yeah, he doesn't. He's he's after the new Ghost Rider, who of course is is a is woman, Ali right. Hunt, because she basically turned everybody in her homeland i it's nicaragua or something like that she everybody in in oh she's a she's a woman of color she's she's a latina i'll say okay or, yeah but yeah but yes yeah she's she, she's not caucasian nice uh, so yeah so so alejandra and she with, with her penance there she basically can but, but she took the sin out of everybody. So now, since everybody's got some sin in them, everybody's just pretty much just walking around like zombies where, where she's from. How did she so, get the penance there? Because she's she's the spirit of vengeance. So that's automatically built in. I'm well. See, I I don't want to say it's the penance there. I'm just I'm. It, it's my shorthand, but that's one of her powers is to basically zap the sin out of her okay. person. So. You know, it, it does. It doesn't kill you, but you basically just walk around like some mindless drone. So, uh, like like a walker on on Sunday nights on AMC. So you have um, you some, you have some walkers are worth cl- clapping for. I will yeah, say that. You will say that. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't happy about it, but because my brother's all like, "Damn, dude, you got to watch it now." I'm like, I can't watch it now, but it, we'll get to that. But okay. Uh, so so she um. So Hawkeye, the Avengers were were notified that uh, that that she did this, and they send. I guess Captain America was 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 taking a crap or something. So they sent Hawkeye, and and so now he's after her to fix what's fix what she did, and and you're going to do time for your for your crime, and you can't do this to people, and then just walk away. She also did not know that Johnny Blaze was the previous Ghost Rider. 
I don't know how that slipped by me because I she's she's talking to um to this guy whose name is the seeker and and he tells her that she should listen to John Blaze because that's you know he knows what he's talking about and and it finally I guess hit her that she just thought this old dude was like following her like why are you stalking me grandpa and it's like I so it's a little confusing it's like, I I think the series was trying to get its footing and then they're like hey Ghost Rider is going to be part of this little Venom weekly event. And then, you know, I guess they've, I, it just feels to me like they're like, all right, well, once the Venom thing is over, then we'll just, we'll, we'll hit the ground running. And it just, some of it's a little sloppy to me. Mm. But so Hawkeye shows up and he's giving Johnny Blaze a hard time and he's trying to get her. And he ends up, Hawkeye goes to, to some mythical folks off panel because he, he disappears and then he comes back. With these 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 talismans and these in, and these these pendants hanging from his arrow, and he shoots her. He shoots her in the chest. So basically, the the spirit of vengeance is now zapped away. So she's human, and the the um, there were two sisters from the old Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider series, who basically were were part <laughs> were part motorcycle, right. And and um, so they were resurrected, or the sister who died was resurrected, and they were after the Ghost Rider to to, to exact revenge. And they, uh, it, I, I realize I'm, I'm making it sound like a mess, but basically, I mean, just just the point I'm trying to make is that Hawkeye shows up and is just a complete mutter tool gives blaze a hard time and blaze is basically just cracking wise back at him and 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 that's what he does but he's just having a good time but all guys taking it all serious how he's like oh i'm an avenger and and you know listen to me and i have authority and whatnot it's like dude you you shoot arrows and you're wearing purple it's like i just i don't want to get meta textual you can (laughs) you can have blaze say you know what you're only in this story because you're in that damn movie coming up movie coming up and get your secret avengers and it's just like i'm like i don't know why and it it just it kind of like i was saying a couple weeks ago where hawkeye just because of the movie it just seems like or it, it he's everywhere and it's a little annoying because he wasn't I, I, I said this on Marvel Noise. He wasn't this annoying that I recall back in the day when he was leading West Coast Avengers. And and now, I mean, after Wanda killed him and disassembled and then brought him back for Secret Invasion, it's like he just became this complete tool. And I'm like, I don't... I'm kind of hoping he's a scroll. I just... I don't like this dude. Yeah. I don't want him in my comics. Quit quit, quit secret <laughs> into to other things I'm reading and enjoying because you're killing it for me. He's just butthurt because his name doesn't translate well to hand lettering. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> Thank so, you, Mark Miller. So, so, uh, so, well, see, you say Mark Miller. I always, I always reference Peter David because in an old but I digress column, he was talking about lettering, and in his sign-off paragraph, he he, he was talking about lettering and saying how you'll never see now that he's no longer president. You'll rarely see Bill Clinton's name in a comic book, <laughs> <laughs> so, or I Flick, just, or Flick. But Clint, um, Clint, Flick, and Clinton. Clinton. So yeah, so there was there was apparently some shocking <laughs> doings on uh, Walking Dead this week. 
Um, I was kind of bummed <laughs> because stupid Clinton he, things got me laughing. No. Yeah, that's awesome. I was. I I'm was such a child. It's all right. It's all good. That's why we love you. <laughs> I was. I was. Um. I was surprised. I'm not. I know. I know you're happy. Right, but see, I, if you read the comic, right? I don't. I don't know how far you read until. Oh, but I, the first trade, maybe. Okay, when Car- well, you shouldn't. When Carl got the gun, when he took the gun out of, out of the pack, yes. Out of, out of, okay. I thought for sure. Okay, this is how Shane's gonna bite it, because because oh, it, okay. yeah, because it's it's kind of close to events that happened in, in the comic, but. Then obviously, when when good old Dale is 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 wrestling ugly, I thought, hmm, this is a twist. When and I should I should have known that he had his moment. They let him cry. He had his little scene oh, where, okay. where where he was trying to convince the uh, the group that uh, yeah. you know this is not right. It's a human life. You know the, the bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. And and you know the thing that bothered me about that scene was. That's the product of a person who's clinging to some kind of morality that just doesn't, doesn't exist, exist anymore. anymore. Yeah, I mean, he and as and 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 as he's he's giving his speech, and he's talking about how we're no better than than you know, and it, I really, no, I don't think, I it, I see it as a case by case basis. Like if if they came across like some dude who was a doctor and and could benefit the group, no, they probably wouldn't kill him. But this dude who may lead them astray or, or right. cause them harm, I can see it being necessary in this case. So I'm not saying I don't. There's there's shades of gray, is what I'm saying, and 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 I understand Dale's point with we can't do this because this isn't who we are. But you're where you're living isn't. You're not there anymore. Right. Idealism is fine. If the world was in a pre-exposure state where you know you didn't have dead things trying to consume you, idealism's fine because then you have time to present your ideas. And but 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 when the when the personal idealism, it's great to to be idealistic and have these these notions of of you know humanity and stuff but when your idealism affects people other than yourself sit the hell down yeah you know and 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 he's 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 all about the saving this human life and i i always put myself and that's one thing about this show i it it, it has delved into suckitude on a couple of episodes but i gotta say this past string really really good because well i'll get into it in a couple seconds but I, I try and put myself in in the position of some of these characters. Like, what would I do? What if I was in charge of this group? How would I approach things? And uh, th- I'm glad you said about you know the doctor, someone of value who can who can enhance the brief lives of the people under my protection. I wouldn't even allow a doctor to to stay in the group because. Uh, it's unknown variable. The, these yes, no variables in my equation. Okay. None. Uh, th- that is the only way that you can ensure the, the safety and uh, well-being of, of, of the people you're, you're charged with protecting. Like, Rick, 
is 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 taking the the route well yeah okay dale convinced me this is a human being and maybe we got to preserve that life because life is sacred and it's bullshit because he does not know this kid no any i mean you look at him there's something not right about this yes, kid i agree okay and i i would not I'm, I'm not a gambler i do not take risks maybe i should in some things but i don't tend to take risks and i sure as shit wouldn't take a risk when i had a child to protect now that's another thing about dale he's got no one it's awesome that you could you could uh, uh you know proclaim these uh or or make real these lofty goals of saving this life because you have nobody to worry about maybe you have this yeah. creepy attraction to to, <laughs> andrea. to 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 andrea i he maybe some people think it's fatherly but we know when you, if you read the book that oh, it's yeah. not entirely fatherly okay. but um you you don't have anybody to worry about you you're you're basically a loner that's been taken in this group for you know good reasons i mean you've helped out you you're yes. you're you've aided them in in some circumstances but you have no one rick has a wife and a child uh-huh yeah the, the um the 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 maggie has you know so i'm trying to think too fast what I'm saying is it's great to have ideals, but when they affect people other than yourself, yeah. uh, I'm not having it. No, uh, I would have I pulled a Shane, just taken the gun, walked in the barn, problem solved. It's cold, but you got to be cold in this world and, to survive. Yes, yes. And, and it's what, what, what irks me about the mouth breathing, what irks me about Shane <laughs> is, dude, I swear to God, if he doesn't stand up straight and close his mouth, I just, I just I'm begging him. Just, 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 just a little bit, but yeah, he, he um, what he what, does the Jack thing from Lost too, like he he'll or sling he, be, blade. It's, before he delivers his line, he'll like look in another direction, yes. and look back at the person. It's like <laughs> you got Tourette's, what, what do you get Twitch? <laughs> that's what I do sometimes. Uh, it's it's uh, he, it really, I'm I, I'm having trouble, I guess reading him a bit because which is fine but it's like if if it doesn't he he has his way he's like we should do it this way and if it doesn't happen it's like he doesn't care who he has to take out and and it's like so you're gonna beat the living crap out of your boy because he wants to save this kid and it's like but as soon as it, it was something else with the whole thing with and and, and his, his his talk in front of the barn with, with with Andrea and, right. and it's there's just it's like he, he does though, so he can talk like that he, he doesn't he doesn't um it, there's there's no there, there's no middle ground with him it's it, no. this is this is how I think it should be and no, if, it's all but, black and and right but, it, but if, even if it's like what would happen? so he'll kill like the entire group because he figures you know it's Herschel's farm it's Herschel's land but if he doesn't you know, go by how we do things then then what then you get rid of him you're gonna burn down his barn I don't I it's like he can't there's no there's no reigning in his way of thinking it's like as soon as he he he, he gets an, an idea about something he's gonna run with it be damned if if he's got to kill Lori or Rick or it doesn't matter and it just but un- that, unlike Dale. Um, Shane's opinion comes from ulterior motives. You know what he wants. He he doesn't give he he doesn't give a damn about anybody in the group other than uh, Carl and 
uh, Laurie, right? It's that, that's who he wants. He thinks the kid is his. He think he, he thinks that, 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 that time where they were together was, he said it was right. That was the way it was supposed to be. So he's been, something's been taken away from him. But then you had Dale, who was almost entirely altruistic, right? Just trying to do the thing from the, the betterment of the group. And back to the writing, the thing that I thought was really well done about this episode was Dale took great pains to save that kid from being shot. And in the end, he was dispatched in yes. the way that kid would have. So that was really sharp writing. Oh, you know, and I, I completely didn't see it, and, and I was lucky to, to not be spoiled until, I mean, even on, I know, I guess as soon as it happened, people on, on Twitter were, were talking about it. My brother was just like, oh, damn. And I'm like, don't say nothing. I want to watch it tomorrow night. He's like, no, you got to watch it now. And there was no way I could have. And when I did watch it, I was just like, OMG, WTF. And yeah. Yeah. It was, and I just, it wasn't, it was, I mean, obviously, if Shane is still alive, then they're, they're going off script. They're not staying true to the source material. I mean, I think that's been established. And right. Especially now. now. <laughs> and you don't know, yeah, so I mean, uh, for someone like, and, and whether it's behind the scenes stuff with, because, because the actor has a, uh, you know, he, he's loyal to, to Darabon and, and, you know, whatever goes on behind the scenes. But I mean, for this character, to no longer be with the group. It's like, seriously, I, the way people were carrying on when I'm just seeing people going, no, or damn, I, I would have thought maybe it was Carl or Lori or Rick. I, I just, I don't know what to expect. And that's cool. I mean, that's why out of the four of us, I'm the one not reading the book and I'm enjoying the show and, and Chris is doing both, but I don't know what to expect. And it's, it's cool because since I'm not reading the book, I don't know. You know, if some, I mean, everybody keeps talking about oh, the governor's going to show up and oh, Michonne and this and the other. And I don't, I'm not worried about any of that because I can only go by what I'm right. seeing each week. I, I think that's what they're setting up now with, uh, oh, with this group um, that's coming? Well, I think the kids' group, the 30, I think he's very much under, un, underplaying. Yeah, I think his group is the governor and they are going to let him go. And he's going to go back to the governor. And that's the only, and by that time, I don't know if they're going to do the prison thing, but that's going to give this, this megalomaniac a reason to go searching for them. So that's how they'll bring the governor into it. I'm, okay. I, I, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, because he said they're armed. Yes. You know, that they're, they're heavily armed. armed. God damn, the governor's pretty heavily armed. Yeah. Did, did, and, and do they rape women? Um, yeah, the governor does. Okay. So, I mean, it's, and, and they've, again, with the behind the scenes stuff, they, they, they did announce the actor who will be playing the governor. Um, I know, no Savini. Uh, damn, I wish they did use Tom. Who? Tom Savini. He'd make a perfect governor. Oh, makeup, okay, man ex- makeup man extraordinaire, Tom Savini in Knight Riders. Uh, geez, he's been in a bunch of movies. Um, you've seen him. He looks okay. the part of the governor. Not the best actor in the world, but if you're going oh, slowly okay. by looks, he right. would make a damn great governor. Yeah. It was um And he even lobbied for the part, but they, oh, they didn't have they would had it. They did not want to have it. They seem to be going, you know, for the Brits because you got Andrew Lincoln, you have uh David Marcy. But when um because obviously it's 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 a show about zombies, so Renee's not into it, but she was downstairs when um You see when, Dawn of the Dead? You saw Dawn of the Dead, right? I think I did. Machete? 
the the biker with the machete and the mustache and the the black hair. That's oh, Tom oh, Savini. I'd have, I'd have to look it up. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, Renee was downstairs. I, I rewound it because I wanted her to see this part where where um, Carol's talking to Carl. Oh, you know, Sophia's in a bit. No, she's not. She's not. She's not in heaven. She's dead. You're not going to see her again. <laughs> yeah, that kid's and cold. She, yeah, and then she goes and he, she runs to the parent. You better control your kid. Better teach him some manners. Teach him some respect. And Renee's like looking at, at Carol like, she's like, don't talk to me like I'm crazy. Don't tell me to calm down. And it's like, Renee's like, bitch, he's crazy. And it's like, he didn't, he didn't do nothing or he didn't, he didn't do anything that warranted her reaction, Renee felt. And, and so like, she's watching. the hell up, Sinead. So, so she's watching that part, and then when um when when Rick goes to catch Carl, and he goes, you know, listen, that's that's what she's she's got to hold on to that that that's that's her that's her rope. Yeah. That's what she, I so, can I only mean, imagine what the hell she's going through. So right, so I mean, so you know, Rick, Rick's breaking it down to him. Renee's like, "Where have I seen him? Where do I know him from?" And I'm like, "You know him." She's like, "He looks familiar," and she she absolutely whenever we watch Love Actually. When when Andrew Lincoln's character goes to Kira Knightley's house to profess his love for her to her because she's married to his best friend, um, it was his way. When when he have you seen the movie? Yeah. So he's there with the signs, and he's basically he tells her, you know, tell your husband they're carolers, and he's holding up the cue cards, and and he's re and and so she's reading what he wants to tell her as he's walking away, and he says enough enough now that gets renee every single time uh-huh. so she's like where do i know him from so i had to say the line and she's like shut up and she runs upstairs but <laughs> it's just so i mean Damn you, David it's, it's like, i hate you so <laughs> go to hell but it's it's i i just think i i love maggie i like glenn oh yeah i, I like glenn too rick is great i think you no know, for the most i Laurie and her manipulative ways pissing me off where she's like, you know, putting the, the earwig in, into Rick going, oh, you got to get rid of Shane. Shane. Shane thinks it's his and everything's his and he wants everything and you got you know, you to gotta protect yours. And it's like, really? You, you really got to go to that level where... I'm not entirely sure that they weren't doing stuff before Rick got shot. Yeah, I don't know because I kind of... I do think... I do think that, that Shane thought Rick... Was it going? Because they had left. They left their area, so it's not like. Yeah. See, I'm not entirely sure about that either. I don't know. I just don't trust Shane. Oh no, you can't. And and I can't really trust her all that much oh, either. I, no. Yeah. But it's it's. I mean, it, that like, was. Who the hell just, am I? Right. That was. I mean, it, that, that was comfortable. I guess before they found Rick again. But I'm I'm waiting to for, for them to catch up to um to the father and son from the first episode. Who he left us the walkie-talkie? Oh, with. right, right, and the brother. What was his name? One good old one hand. Uh, they oh, changed yeah, him to Daryl. Daryl's brother. Yeah, what was his name? Merle. I don't remember. Oh, Carl. Merle. 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 Yes. Daryl. They sound like a bunch of racers and rednecks. NASCAR dudes. Yeah, yeah. that's that's true. It's all like right, it's, it's you see you see Michael Rooker on, on on Twitter and online and stuff like that. And he's all about like oh, Walking Dead is it's like you're in like two episodes and we haven't seen you over here. He'll always be Henry to me. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Michael Rooker will. Uh, if you've seen that movie, well, I, I would suggest you don't until at least till his character dies in Walking Dead because you will always see Henry. That's such a powerful performance. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a great he's, he's movie. He's great in everything I've seen him, and I thought he was great in Mallrats. He's, he's, I, 
he's, he's his face. You, there's no hiding that face, but the I find the dude to be a chameleon. It's like he he just he can blend into pretty much. I can't. I don't think I've ever really seen him as like a Wall Street type dude, but he's he's believable in in just about everything I've seen him in. Mm. Well, put the put the Henry on your your Netflix queue, but put it down kind of far. Okay. So so when it bubbles up to the top, hopefully Merle will will be no more in Walking Dead, and then you can enjoy Henry for what it is, and it's disturbing. Woo. Is it based on a true story? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, Henry and Otis. Henry and Otis. Yeah. Yeah. Not not for this show. <sighs> okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. How about this? Should we end it? I think I think we're good. I think we said our piece. Thank you for listening. As usual, this episode has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. Remember what I told you at the beginning of the episode? Half price on the Creepy Presents Richard Corbin hardcover, fourteen ninety nine. Batgirl Volume One, eleven ninety nine. Cursed Pirate Girl hardcover from Arkea. $10.97. It even has new stuff in it. I'm never going to let that go. And Eddie Campbell, lovely, horrible stuff from Top Shelf, 45% off, $8.22. In your travels, and uh, while you're doing filling out your previews order form for this month, I will alert you to some really cool and cheapness books coming out from Fleetway Quality. They have Ooh. two thick-as-a-brick Judge Dredd collections one's the cursed earth and i forget the other one they're 11 bucks a piece they're like 400 and some pages thick ass books dcbs has them for six dollars and change a piece where the hell are you going to get a a 400 page story i mean the cursed earth saga is well i mm, it's it's up there with the best judge dread ever and brian bolin artwork in it so you know it's going to be pretty right Check it out. Read some Fleetway quality. And they also have the Rogue Trooper collection. Uh, oh, like wow. the, the, the larger size Judge Dredd omnibuses that they've been doing. The Judge Dredd, um, uh, I forget what they call them. Not the case files. It's, it's the Judge Dredd omnibus or whatever. They have a Rogue Trooper one. I'm so specific, aren't I? They have a Rogue, Rogue Trooper one this month. And if you like it, Dave Gibbons. And who does it? Right? You you need to buy Rogue Trooper. I'll set it up for you real quick. Uh, it's New Earth. Um, there's been a kind of solar system wide war, and this New Earth is contaminated. The majority of the planet is bathed in toxic chemicals. So traditional warfare is kind of not on the table. Uh, if, if you are a soldier, you have to wear a protective suit, but, uh, Mil, Milicom, that's the, uh, the military command, creates a genetically engineered soldier that can breathe in this atmosphere. But all the soldiers, with the exception of one, are killed in this, this very, uh, crucial and what becomes a legendary battle. And the only ones left, the only one left is the rogue trooper. Now, his squad died un- under, uh, in a battle. And what happened was when, when, when you're a genetically engineered, uh, infantryman, your consciousness before the moment of death is downloaded to a chip. And the rogue trooper has the chips of his fallen buddies 
attached to his weapons of war. Like his gun has a chip for his buddy Gunner. And and the the remnants of this man's consciousness control the gun under the, the rogue trooper's command, obviously. His helmet has a chip from his buddy Helm. And his backpack is Bagman. And he carries <laughs> his buddies with him into battle. And he tries to preserve their life at all costs. But he's plagued by the enemy. It's a really good series. Starts off with Dave Gibbons, and later Cam Kennedy comes on, and other artists. And I even think Alan Moore wrote some um, Rogue Trooper. the The original stories were written by Jerry Finley Day. It's great stuff. You, you, you I would recommend Rogue Trooper to anybody who likes sci-fi and um, you know war comics. It's really good, and it's Dave friggin' Gibbons. What the hell? How, you can't pass it up. No, Ro- Ro- Trooper. Go read that. See, it, it's weird. I, I notice a common theme with, with the 2080 stuff because as you're talking initially, and you're talking about the um, the the Earth these people are inhabiting. It it I just even though you're saying Rogue Trooper, I'm thinking. Strong team dog, and I'm like, it's oh, just yeah. it's yeah, that whole, similar. I mean, it's that whole thing where it's like, so there was just absolutely if if it's a comic book in in the UK, there's just there's no human race does not. Yeah, it, there, there, there's no there's no green fields and and flowers at any point. Everything's mutants and post nuclear fallout and right. acid even, rain. Even, even Dreads world. I yeah. mean, Mega City One is a it's, is a pit, but that's not that's God. nothing compared to the cursed Earth. It's yeah. like Jesus, man. So good stuff. How about Mike Mike McMahon on yeah. Strontium Dog? Oh man, is it pretty? I I, I read a reprint when I first found out about because I was like, oh, I just, I knew it was the same publisher of of Judge Dredd, and and I yeah. I picked up a lot of the um, Carlos a lot of the reprints. Too. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. where I pretty much first noticed it and i was just like and at first i'm like i don't know about this art but the more i kept flipping back through it and, and rereading it i was like i, I kind of dig this and and it oh, just i mean fantastic. it yeah. it just it it felt it looked different than anything that I, you know it, it it's not june brigman from power pack it's not you know it's 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 not mike Zeck. it's not anybody else that that i was reading from anywhere else and it's just dirty. it's carlos it, is it, a dirty yes, line yeah. serious I probably said his name wrong. It's probably like Carlos Escreta or something like that, but it's Carlos Escreta. There you yeah, go. But he's great. He's fantastic. Yes, big time. Uh, this is for Jason because I am now up to date and I recommend it because where else are you going to find out that Hank McCoy is a goddamn hypocrite? <laughs> Uncanny X-Force. It's oh, yeah. uh, the the, uh, the 21st issue I, I recently read. It's It's... it's Remender has been doing some, some, and he's subtle. He's like he's not. Yeah, he's, he's good. It reminds me of like Dan Slott, where it's just like I don't know. I, he's obviously got a big picture going, but I'm just I'm along for the ride with each chapter, and and it's I'm like, oh crap, this plays into something that happened here, and and it, I never see it coming, and and I'm digging it, and and the art i mean even billy tanzar wasn't bad on the couple issues he was working on uh i i had some picky things where i could get all nerd rage on but i'll save that for when jason's here but um but like i said you know how when um remember following the uh second coming and mm-hmm. and hank mccoy beast was 
all bent out of shape and butthurt because Scott had had an explorer team, a, a group of of mutant right. killers who you know would just and Hank even was like, in, I can't. Even an endangered species, he was pissed off too about that. And he's like, he's like, I I can't I can't be around you. This isn't you. I don't like this. I'm I'm leaving. And he he hightails it out and he goes to be an Avenger. And wouldn't you know it, when he finds out that Wolverine has his own group, it's like, all right, I guess we'll train these kids back at the school. It's like, what the what? Are you? Oh, my God. I was heated. But, yeah, Uncanny X-Force, great art, fantastic story. You had the, um, the Dark Angel saga recently where, um, where they had to go back to the Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, so I guess that series that started today... Or is it a mini? Or that's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was I was I was um, spinning out of. I need to I need to find because Uncanny X Force has a um, when the the mutants from that dimension came to the main Marvel universe to help out. One of them stayed behind because he wanted to exact revenge over his fallen teammates from his world and and that's nightcrawler stuck around and uh, and at first people like kitty pride was like oh elf you're back and he's like i don't know who the hell you are and nice. and and the same thing with megan megan goes over and kisses him and he's like listen i sadly i'm not who you think i am but um but i'll pretend was, for about I'll an pretend, hour yeah, yeah i'm good <laughs> so uh some people going with the tail but the uh the, it's just been it's been a hell of a ride, and it's I I read the first arc, the whole um, new um, the new rising of 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 apocalypse, and and I, I finished that arc. I was like, that's pretty cool, and and I'll go back to it. And then you had Deathlock show up. He's a member of the team, and he's like, dude, it's, it's useless. As every time they get, every time someone comes and and and. Uh, invades their headquarters or something. Homeboy's all bound up and, and I mean not not with brand. It's like he's all tied up and, and just it's like, oh they 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 attacked me. They they they, they ambushed me for it's like, dude, why are you even here then? I don't it's like dude. So black. it's <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, so so Uncanny X Force, I, I find it with time. Read it. Read it. Read all it. Right. Well, thank you for being here. We love you so much. Yeah, and guess what? Even with all the problems we have, we still we're still here for you. Yeah, wouldn't have it any other way. And we we'll be back next week with a, another three man crew, right? Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Knock on the wood. An apt exit. Stage left. We out. Say bye bye. I call him for real. Voicemail. What's the number? Two zero six three one two five two three nine. Yep, they'll be back next week if you call. If you don't call, yeah. then you're not getting any voicemails next week. All right. Do it. Bye. So.